This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description, and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. I am a future sub Resistance is futile. Perhaps today is a good day to die. Prepare for running speed! Red alert. All hands to battle stations. Get off my bridge. Begin auto-destruct sequence. Authorization Picard 4-7 Alpha Tango. Resistance is futile. Assimilate this. We are the Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. I am the beginning, the end, the one who is many. Watch your future's end. We've made too many compromises already, too many retreats. They invade our space, and we fall back. They assimilate entire worlds, and we fall back. Not again. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. I will make them pay for what they've done. Hey, what's up, guys? I love that line. I love it. Oh, yeah. So how you guys doing? This is a small batch. We are going to be doing Star Trek First Contact. I got Stu here and Tyler here, and uh, we're going to be going over one of the best Star Trek TNG movies of all time, in my opinion. Yes. Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be totally honest about this. Like, I'm completely, like, intimidated right now. Because, like, Star Trek <laughs> is not my fucking, it's not my not my lane. I enjoy it. I've seen a couple of the movies. I'm glad you're here, though. Yes. That's the thing, because, you know, it's like our Hulk episode, where I was the outsider for the Hulk. You're the outsider for Star Trek. But, you know what? You enjoyed this film, so. Yeah, no, no I love this fucking movie, dude. Like, I saw this when I was, uh, when I was a kid. Saw it a few times growing up on TV. Usually, if I ever caught it, and uh, um, yeah, I've seen a couple of the other movies, uh, a couple of the next gen episodes, and yeah, dude, it's it. I have fond memories of it. I I, I dig it, um, but uh, but doing the doing the research for this movie and kind of watching some of the episodes you guys had recommended. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't thank you guys enough. Like that was like the the mythos of Star of Star Trek definitely means a lot more now. Oh yeah, I have a much deeper understanding and like, and I'm 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 very grateful. So thank you guys. No, yes. So I picked the drink today, and I think it's going to fit in perfectly with this movie because Captain Jean-Luc Picard has a drink that he a drink that he drinks all the time in the series and also in the movies. I believe in First Contact and the other movies he yes. drank it too. Uh, Earl Grey Tea. So I thought I would make an alcoholic Earl Grey Tea called Earl Grey Tea Glory. It's four cups Earl Grey Tea, one cup simple syrup, 12 tablespoons of fresh lemon juice, and this is a quarter of rum, but I put a whole cup of rum in there. So, sorry. I wasn't going to make this shit weak. So, what do you guys think? You ready to try this out? Yeah, yes. Dude, let's get into it. All right. Let's go. Cheers, I guys. I will say I'm not a big fan of Earl Grey. Really? Yep. Pros. Are, are we supposed to say, like, live along and prosper or some shit? <laughs> no. Make it so. That works. That works. Oh, man. I like it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, shit. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Nest Tea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does. That's exactly yeah. what it tastes <laughs> exactly. like. Exactly. It tastes like Nest Tea. Did you steal Nest Tea? <laughs> no, no, dude. This is, all right, we got to give credit to Sammy because she made this. She even squeezed all the lemons herself and even made the uh, simple syrup by um, uh, by hand. 
This is fucking good. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro. Hey, can you pass it over here, please? <laughs> oh, you want some more? Yeah, no, this is like really fucking good. Yes. Like, I, I like it. Like, it t- actually, to me, man, it tastes more like a Arnold Palmer. I can but. see that. Oh, wow. All right. So, uh, I, I guess that's all, uh, two thumbs up because th- this is two thumbs up mm-hmm. for me. I fucking like it. It's fucking ice cold nest tea. It's refreshing. Uh, this is, seriously, I can drink this anytime. This is awesome. I love yes. it. What do you think, Tyler? No, dude. Same, same, same season. Well, of course, you're already getting your second helping. In the- <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to pour me one now. Yep, and you already topped me off too. <laughs> so awesome that finally I pick a drink that actually gets thumbs up. That's a first. I, I think that's the first for a fucking barrel age flick, small batch, whatever the fuck we're doing. And of course, <laughs> it was Jean Luc. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Another reason why he's the best captain. So today we are going to be doing the movie First Contact. As I said, this is one of my all-time favorite TNG movies. I'm, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Knowing Stu is also, mm-hmm. and this I saw this in the theaters. It was great. It was action. It was it was very entertaining. You got to see the best villains ever made in the Star Trek legacy, the Borg, and you got to see, it, it. It was awesome. It was it was just great. I mean, the special effects. If special effects still hold up, in my opinion, actually, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Oh, you don't think so? No, no. So like, so, um, so overall, I would say like that that they do hold they do hold up, but there are a couple scenes here and there like that are a little they're a little dated. Um, like, oh yeah. Like it was actually like one of the first scenes where you actually see the ship flying through space, and you can kind of see like one of the a galaxy or a nebula or something like that behind yeah. it. it. It it's a little dated. Well, yeah. this I this I think this movie is the first where they basically just struck to CGI. They mm-hmm. weren't doing models anymore because I think Generations was the last time they used models. I mean, you can definitely tell when the uh, Enterprise. Saucer is going um, crashing on the planet. That's that's a fucking model. Yeah, and then also Star Trek would regularly reuse the same backgrounds and stuff like that throughout the multiple series, multiple episodes. You know, just it, it money saving technique. Yeah, well, I, th- that's the thing is a lot of the sets that were made for these movies they put in the. I mean, the Borg. This is something I read about the Borg set in the like the original series the uh, best of both worlds which actually we are going to get into that that's what this uh movie is based off is a two-part episode from uh tng the sets were so low budget during the tv series and they did not look the way that you know they didn't want it to look like that but they didn't have as much money so they finally have a bigger budget with this movie so they actually made these sets except they, for a lot of the sets they use were already being used by the other shows that were going on. No, the that's the thing. no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, first, Con- I mean, Voyager used the sets from First Contact for their board. First Contact, you would use the sets that Voyager had already established. No, no, yeah, that's yeah, not what I read. Sick Bay, Sick Bay alone. No, Sick Bay, yes, but I'm yeah. talking about the Borg ship. Oh, the Borg ship. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're when right. you look you're at right. Voyager, you're, you're, the Borg ship. You're yeah, right. when you look at Voyager, the Borg looks exactly like it did in First Contact, but it didn't look like that. It's because the Borg before. wanted. Uh, they, that's how the Borg. They always wanted them to look. They just didn't have the budget to make the Borg look that way. Yeah. So they finally had the big budget to realize what their dreams were yeah and then they're like all right cool we already have everything built we have everything prototyped everything designed now we can just reuse them over and over and over again plus they also added a whole bunch of difference they made the borg look more menacing the way they looked especially yeah. with their their facial because originally That's what they, they wanted used to be just powdery white skin in the originals in the series but in the movies they had more of this like uh veiny like black yep. veiny and they also- wanted the borg to look so menacing That's exactly. what they always wanted yeah you guys are a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, I'm we sorry. Are. This this Star Trek is this is the the Borg to me are the greatest Star Trek villain. Uh, I mean, even next to Q. Q, I don't consider a villain. I consider more of like anti-villain. 
and yeah, anti-hero, anti-villain. One of those things that he's just a douche. All right, he, he just likes to fuck with Picard. Exactly. That's all he wants to no, do. No, no, because he fucked with uh, Janeway a lot too. My favorite, and right. in, favorite in Voyager. I'm sorry, I'm bringing this up. The favorite is when uh, he. All right, you know that uh, every Christmas they bring out yes. the uh, ornaments, and then you see Q grabbing the ship when they're looking on yep. the um the uh, uh what, what is it the uh, view screen. Yep. And it looks like they're in a fucking Christmas tree. I fucking laughed at that yeah. because I actually own a lot of those ships. So that kind of made me laugh right there. But overall, Tyler, what did you think of this movie? I mean, you said you saw it before when you were younger, right? Yeah. So um, what, what year did this movie come out? 1996, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So because um, yeah. uh, 94 is when Generations came out. And yeah, usually it's it longer like a, than that, though. Uh, that's what I mean. Fucking, all right. So wait a minute. 96. How many years is that now? 96, 2000? Uh, 25. God. Man, it's just I know. how fucking old we are. But it still feels longer than that to me just because, I guess, how how much Star Trek has been ingrained in me all growing up. And it's also kind of everything just kind of overlaps to yeah. each other. So feel everything feels like it happened at the same time period. Yeah. Because it's, it's always in my memory. Man, I feel old. Wow. Yeah. No, so I was, I was a wee little boy when this uh, when this came out. But, oh, how old were you? Uh, I was uh, nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, yeah. fuck you. I was already in high school. <laughs> we were both in high school. Okay, that's a that's a fucking punishment shot, whatever the fuck that is. That's a punishment shot. What the fuck is that? A punishment shot is what that is. Oh my god, that was my fucking computer. Uh, it's a punishment Dude, shot. I, I, I legit thought that was porn. I, no, it was some fucking ad on the computer. Uh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, fuck Poppy. me. I get a punishment shot. Yes, I? you do. No, I, I, I do. I don't know why my shit was doing that. It was a fucking ad on the little site where I was looking at for the, uh, the porn cocktail. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a cocktail, you ass. Cock and tail. Oh. All right, go ahead and go back to it. I don't get myself a fucking shot glass. <laughs> Who's Riley Reed? <laughs> so, uh, watching with a critical eye that that we're wa- rewatching all these films with and stuff like that, and trying to take away the nostalgia, which is extremely hard for me to do. This, you know, especially with something that's part of my childhood now. Um, what did you think of the film itself with a critical eye? No, I mean, like, I'm exactly where you are, man. Like, I had to watch this movie and try to be as objective as possible, try to remove, like, those rose-tinted glasses. Yep. And it was hard. Um, but but still, um, there's a few things that, like, that stuck out. Um, <laughs> there's a few things that stuck out. All right. Uh, interruption <laughs> real quick while I take this fucking... Horrible piece of shit vodka that Tyler brought. That that's not vodka. All right, well that's tequila. tequila. Yeah, is that almost another punishment? Shot? No, for miss calling come the on. punishment shot. That, come on, no, seriously, come on. <laughs> I, I just I wasn't thinking. There you go. I just took the dick. Oh god, this shit's nasty. You took the dick. Is that what you just said? <laughs> Shut. The, all right, I'll get back to your fucking question. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so removing like the rose tinted glasses and trying to be more objective, it was very, very difficult. But like, but all in all, um, there's a lot of relationships that like that are just fucking great in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like one of my like some of my favorites are like our Riker and Worf. Yes, dude. Riker, Riker's the fucking man. Worf is the shit, dude. Like, like, to perhaps today is a good day to die. Like, for like, uh, what do you say? Ramming like, speed. Yeah, like, like, you know, like you know, go to learn ram- ramming speed. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's yep. do this shit. Well, you know that there, I'm sure you probably get pissed off that there was a whole love triangle between Worf and uh, uh, Counselor Troy and Riker. Oh, don't tell me, don't fucking. Riker. <laughs> yep. I knew that was gonna get you. Yep. Yeah, there was a whole love. Yeah, Worf and uh, Counselor Troy had a, a relationship. Well, Very. She, she is, see, she is. Riker and Troy had a relationship. 
prior to the series even beginning. Yeah, no, I remember. Then that. they kind of recounted it for a little while. R- Riker was a ladies' man. Yep, dude. Yeah, womanizer. Yeah. L.A. And no, then, well, he was guys, basically he was the Kirk of the original series. That's basically what he was. Well, didn't you guys say something about like Riker was supposed to be like he was going to be the new captain, and they're like they're like yeah, he's like he's the Kirk too, and then they kind of backed off and said like yeah, you know like maybe we don't need a Kirk too, maybe we need something completely different. And That's why he's number two. He wasn't going to be the captain, one. but he number was. One. He number was one. taking. He was taking the role that that Kirk did. Uh, make it so. I was about to call a punishment check. I know you were. <laughs> I know you were. I saw you looking at me. I was like, "Fuck!" Are you calling him a piece of shit? I'm confused. Number one. Um, Number one. So they were going to just have him be the the villain, the action because they didn't see Patrick Stewart being able to portray that, which they didn't want Patrick Stewart to uh, portray. They wanted to go a different route. Which was good. I, I thought it was well. Um, they kind of still were clinging to the idea of Kirk because even during Patrick Stewart's screen test, they actually had him wear a wig because they were worried that people wouldn't accept a captain who's bald. What the fuck? Exactly. And then, no, they're like, no, this doesn't work. This no. doesn't fucking work at all. And I've seen some of the, the stills. Guinan Gyn- like would be upset because Guinan likes bald men. Yes. <laughs> well, that's she is thing. about 3,000 years old. Sorry, that's more, more episode old. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. You, you know about Guinan? Yeah. yeah be go- like no, her uh, her family was killed by the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her race yeah. and everything else. And they, that's- they, they mentioned that in, like, in Best of Both, both Worlds. Yeah, and it was weird. Actually, I think they even mentioned it in Generations, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, because they're talking about the ribbon and which caused a bunch yeah. of shit to happen. Yeah, the Nexus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good movie. It was, like I said, it's a it handing of the torch. Okay, for what it was, it, it's nice. Like Kirk is my favorite captain. Of course. I enjoyed the villain. Yeah. I really Bob enjoyed. McDowell, yes. Of course, amazing. I enjoyed Plus the him. sisters, the Klingon yes. sisters. Uh, what's her, what's the names? Elsa uh, and something. Not Elsa. Um, I don't remember what it was. Well, but. Well, yeah, the the, the Ducat sisters or something like that. The only thing I am mad about gener- about generations is the stock footage that they use of the blowing up of the bird of prey because it's yeah. the exact same explosion from uh, Undiscovered yes. Country. Yes, I was is. a little pissed off by that, but uh, I guess that was just because they didn't have the money to nope. film another explosion. Nerds! Don't know if you notice it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm Star Trek fan by heart, man. Yes. But no, back to what we're talking about about Riker. Um, like the dude, the dude's a, a ladies' man. Like yep. he's fucking awesome. Uh, Worf is the complete opposite of him. Like you know, like fucking he's he's like he's basically like you know like a space Viking. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Warrior culture, like cool as fuck. But yeah, no, like their their relationship is like is is awesome because I guess at this point. Worf has been he, like he's a is he a commander or is he a, uh, a captain of another ship? Like, no, he's, he's, uh, he's on the you know, uh, he's the series Deep Star uh, Deep, Deep Space, Space Nine. Nine. Yeah, sorry, Deep Space Nine. He um when the next generation was canceled. Well, actually not canceled. It kind of ended after the set because usually it lends about seven seasons. Uh, I think the uh, original series was three seasons. The TNG was three se- or seven seasons. Voyager was seven seasons. Deep um, Space Nine was seven seasons. Enterprise was four seasons, if I remember correctly. Nerds. I didn't know. See, the thing is, Enterprise. I, I knew Enterprise was shorter, but I just didn't bring. I, I'm. I wasn't a big fan of Enterprise as much. And now we got Picard. We got Discovery. We got Below Decks. We got. They're doing another kids animated show of what? Star Trek now. They are to come out. Yes. Okay. Well, they're yeah, trying they're, to milk all the money they can okay. with Star Trek, but. That's something we have to talk about later is about the new Star Trek movies, the uh, one with Chris Pine and all that. But yeah, the Kelvin verse. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to ask you guys if you wanted to, to get to that eventually. Yeah. You know, like, you know, um, I mean, yeah, we have plenty of time. It's we can a, do that it's a, it is a part of the canon. So. Yeah. Well, n- not not this episode, but like, but, you know, um, you guys have done pretty well by going almost almost movie by movie by movie going through this, like, you know, talking about the, the, the trilogies and how they connect to the show and everything. I was yeah. Like, and I was wondering if you guys were going to get to that point eventually where you're doing 
the, the the next generation movies and then doing like the the remakes and, and all that shit. I, I'm thinking about doing like I said, I was talking to Stu about it. I was thinking about doing one episode on the trilogy of the newer movies. I yeah, think we, we can, can do that. I can think we can fit it all in one episode and then talk about how it necessitated out of the the split of, of CBS Viacom. So a future tease for you, everybody. We will do a future small batch episode on the uh, newer Star Trek trilogy of the generation right now, the Chris Pine trilogy. I guess yep. you can say J.J. Uh, yeah. Abrams. 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 Yeah. Yes, Jar Jar. His, yeah, his whole trilogy. Jar Jar. Well, he, didn't, he didn't direct the third one. I think, no. Jar what Jar. was it? I forget who it was. Jar Jar. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking Jar Jar. It's a Star Wars. Star Jar, Jar Jar Abrams, yeah. Oh, that, okay. That gotcha. fuckhead. And I thought it was interesting, uh, just the back information is that the split between CBS Viacom and uh, Paramount. Yeah. Um, how one ended up with the TV show rights and one ended up with the movie rights. So that's why they had to create the Kelvin universe yeah. because they still had the Star Trek movie rights, but they couldn't do anything. So they had to create a whole new world altogether. And they, and I thought they did a really good job, uh, at least with the idea of how they came about to necessitate the creation of the Kelvin verse. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> You're just like sitting there like, what am I gonna like? No, no, it's no, it is like it's. There's a for for not, for somebody who's not even like a Star Trek fan necessarily. Like I, I enjoy the series. Like you know what? Series. I have a feeling you're you're gonna become a Star Trek fan. I resp- no, I, mean, I, I can see that. Like especially after watching like the uh, the best of both worlds and then the family episode afterwards. Yeah. Um, and just seeing how well written those episodes were. Oh yeah, the, no the, the uh, characterization. Um, I I'm definitely actually thinking about continuing on and like and watching like and seeing like where the art goes and i and like and, and in my research i heard about an episode with uh some captain jalisco or something like that I'm trying, well, to remember, I have my, trying to remember that one yeah well, i'm J- blanking J- on J- jalisco jalisco okay oh what was he's, the he's uh, apparently like he takes over as the captain yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, oh. like, and apparently he's like he's very very as a matter of fact hardline kind of yes. dude and like apparently he kind of he kind of ha- there's this divide amongst the audiences because a lot of people didn't like him because he was so hardline and so like so rational and logical and everything like that that like that he had no compassion and there are other people that are just like yeah no bullshit like you know like that's that's the kind of captain that i would want right and like it kind of split the audiences and like in the apparently like this whole like thing out there in the star trek universe about you know like whether you like captain jalisco or not yeah so i wanted to watch that two-parter and uh and kind of get my kind of get my own opinion what was your feeling on picard and well uh, watching the few episodes you have watched uh, watching uh uh, first contact and everything like that were you have you become a fan of picard oh yeah definitely okay. yeah yeah so like so if if you know if you're asking like you know if i if i'm picard or i'm kirk or whatever i'm definitely picard just because of the simple fact that i'm I, the only one i'm the only one well you're yeah. old and you're wrong no it, i'm sorry there's this there's a okay i'm gonna say this because i know we had this argument back in the uh yep, um the other the small batch original series yeah captain kirk is the first captain he's a good no, captain no, Captain Pike was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know that. But what I'm saying, he was the first like mainstream captain for the the Starship Enterprise. He was uh, for the original series. I liked his character better. I liked how him and Spock coexisted with each other. I thought they did. Yeah, pour me some, please. I thought um, they did really well together. But just like Kirk and Spock, it's like Data and Picard. Mm-hmm. That's what I would see it as. Would you say Dan and Picard are kind of like the whole? Because when you look at the see, posters for good. the new, when you see the posters for the newer movies, you don't ever see Riker on them. You see Data and Picard always. No, I, I think I think that your um, your imposing of the characters is like is uh, is wrong. Yeah, uh, it, it the, the, you, there's no direct comparison of characters because they did a good job in Next Gen making them 
even more of an ensemble cast yeah and everybody filled in different parts of different roles you don't feel like they did that in the original series not as as well well the original series is more spock and kirk and mccoy mm-hmm. it, it was more of the three uh the three guys like the tripod basically yeah. and next generation i can agree with you on saying that where all of them had a certain like wharf was a huge yes, huge was. part of it yeah but there was also right. times where Riker Picard- was a huge huge part of it yeah yeah troy huge huge part of it how about crusher wesley? how about wesley huge- shut up wesley <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I will admit, I watched, uh, I like, I had to watch that scene. I had to find it. Shut up, Wesley. Yeah, like, uh, what, what did he, Wesley stood up and he said something like, uh, I'm about to say something that, like, that I know might get, 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 get kicked off the bridge. And Picard's just like, shut up, Wesley. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Overall, you need to watch the series. It, it's it's well worth it, trust me. I, watching it from the beginning now, certain seasons get a little weak. First season weak. First season's week, and I believe the last season's a little weak too because until, they kind of rushed. The because they yes, the last episode is great, but they really rushed it mm-hmm. on the last season because they were trying to get them into the movies. Basically, cool. do you taste any of the alcohol at all? No, no, that's, that's, the thing. that's why it's dangerous. Like I, this is my third glass, and like I'm, I'm actually trying not to drink it right now because like because like I'm I'm gonna get fucking soft. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's good but, though. That's <laughs> the thing. Well, you, you uh, like it? Come to, Very nice. to something else. Hey, fuck you, man. Like that's, so that's, I, what, I, we're gonna, that's what we're I, working towards. Hey, like, picked a good one. I'm glad that, I picked a good one. If we get to that point, then. The next episode that we record might no, no, be even more no, fun. No, no, no. I think no, tasting room. I'm supposed to be the lead on no, that one. I, I so think no, tasting room is going to be the fun one. I think tasting room is going to be the fun one. All right. So what, we're going to do the Peek one behind two. the curtain, everybody. We record multiple episodes at once. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the movie. So overall, what did you think of this movie, man? I thought it did a great job showing Picard's turmoil and giving him his what, history felt like some resolution to him about after what the Borg did to him, um, which they hit on and off throughout the, the, the episodes and the series yeah. afterwards. But after such a traumatic event that happened to him being taken over, having your identity stripped away and being forced to commit such horrible atrocities yeah. against your own people and having to live with that. Um, he did. I thought he did a good job of uh, showing PTSD, yes. making uh, poor decisions based on emotions. Um, Which the character, uh, what's her name? The uh, character that uh, helps him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the one from the past. Um, Quinan or something. Like that? No, not not Quine. Quine. No, 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 no. It, you, you're Quine, saying Quine, Quine, it's but Guinan. No, no. We're talking about in in the movie. Uh, the, the the woman from the past. Uh, the black woman who was. Uh, um, oh, Lily. There you go, Lily. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Lily did a great job of helping him kind of come to the realization. And weird little side note. So the original script called for basically a flip of Riker and Picard. Yeah. Picard was supposed to be the one on the planet. Riker was supposed to be the one on the ship doing more of the battling, more action-oriented. And Patrick Stewart was No, like, Patrick Stewart wanted to do it himself. Yeah. He wanted to be exactly. a part of the action. Patrick Stewart was like, I read it. Fuck that. I want, yep. I want to do it. And uh, it was actually supposed to be showing a lot more stuff, uh, more heavily focused on the on planet than it was on the ship. And Patrick Stewart was like, nope. We're using this as an opportunity to give my character some goddamn resolution and make him a badass at the I, same but time. But I thought Lily was a good character. I, I thought Lily was a very good character. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about the... Um, Picard is that he he was so connected to the board because he still has those implants in yep. him. They, they they can't pull all the implants out, so no matter what, he's connected to the mind. Like in the beginning of the movie, when they're all when the um, fleet the uh, Starfleet is attacking the board because the board is about to attack yep. Earth. I mean, 
he knew where to he knew how to kill him. He knew how to get he knew rid the of weak him. spots and everything. Yes, but the only thing that slides in it slides into is the whole time travel, which you wanted to talk about exactly the time travel that you didn't care for. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so <clears throat> let me back up here a little bit because we were talking about um about Worf and Riker and and all the things like I liked about this about this movie. Um, like, would you want me to kind of start with that? Yeah, go ahead. Things I liked about about the movie. So, like, so I already kind of said a little bit about how much I liked about I liked Worf and I liked Riker's uh, like their relationship because um, you had said before like that Worf was was like was on another ship. Um, the Enterprise basically comes to like comes to the rescue mm-hmm. with a beam uh, Worf aboard, and like it is as immediately as like as Worf enters the bridge, like Ry- like Riker wastes no time whatsoever, like in breaking his balls. Like, yes, <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. It's telling him, do you remember? You remember what to do here when he was over at the weapons? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, how to fire phases, right? And like, and, <laughs> Worf just and gives he, him that look, like, dude, you're gonna die. No, no, no. He looks like he's about to tear his spine out through his asshole. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And like, and it's just so fucking great. And like, and and before that. uh Riker's, you know, like, um, uh, Riker's, like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, you know, the Defiance held it pretty well. It's a tough little ship, and Worf's like, little. Yep. <laughs> it's just like he knew exactly what he was fucking doing, and like, it's just like, just to kind of see those two, like, those two back, like, go back and forth, whatever. It's it's old friends, man. Yeah. Just like so just, you need to watch the original series because you see a lot of that. Through but the, the Defiant, actually, in my opinion, they made it pussy. Compared to what it was supposed to be, I know you said something yeah. about it being it was made to battle the Borg, basically. Yeah, the Defiant, and when it was introduced in Deep Space Nine, it was introduced as this top secret prototype ship um, that was being designed and built by Starfleet to be a Borg killer. Um, they had known Borg were on their way, so they decided, all right, we got to start fucking developing shit to battle these fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and they never got the opportunity in Deep Space Nine, to use that actually against the Borg. It got called into that special duty because of what was called the Dominion War. Um, and that was another quadrant and wormhole and all this other stuff. So they were using it to fight other beings. Yeah. Um, the founders and the Dominion. Um, and so it never actually got a chance in Deep Space Nine to fight the Borg. That's, but, that sucks, dude. Like, yeah. you, you, like you, you designed this weapon specifically for this one enemy, and you never get a chance to use it. Yeah, it's a good-looking little ship. And, and, it, it's a badass little ship. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, it holds its own in uh, in Deep Space Nine and the Dominion War. Oh, yeah. It does get destroyed in the uh, in the Dominion War, and they yeah. bring out its sister ship, and which they're uh, they're like, nope, we're not going to call it. Uh, it was like the S- San Juan or something like that. And like, nope, we're, re- we're re-christening it to the Dominion. It's the Dominion again. I thought the Fuck Defiant. You. Yeah, no, I thought the Defiant <laughs> was. Defiant, sorry. Defiant. Punishment shot. <laughs> okay. If, if you want to vote for it, you want to call for the vote. You want to call for the I'm vote. Afraid to fucking come on! I, I fucked up on everything. Can we get him to fuck? He didn't no, call no, you no. on the punishment shot for right. saying number two. I vote for a you, yay. You both, you both are looking at me. Well, you called for the fucking punishment. All right, shot, so yeah, but I have to call for a vote. Obviously, you call for yay. All right, here, here, here's what I'm going to say. If he has to take a punishment shot for the Dominion, you got to take a punishment shot for the number two. Fair is fair. What do you want to do? I'm fine with that. Either what do, way. What do you want to do? You know what? That's fair. Cool. That's fair. All right. All right. Go ahead and get back. Actually, before I get into that, I'm going to go ahead and pour our shots. But also, I wanted to relay something about the whole Riker and Worf thing. You remember the movie Generations? You saw Generations? Yeah. When's the last time you saw it? You remember the beginning when they're on that old school, uh, the uh, clipper ship that he does in the holodeck? In the yeah, beginning yeah, of the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember when he uh, when uh, Worf is coming to get his because uh, he's getting a rank up, mm-hmm. and he removes the um, 
uh, what what is the uh, thing called the uh, the board that you go walk out when you're the plank like, the plank yes walking out the plank and he removes computer remove plank and he drops in the water mm-hmm. that's another thing about Riker and Worf he I think he did that on purpose oh definitely yeah and when they uh in I forget which episode it is but when they're stuck in Sherwood Forest in the holodeck and Worf was made to wear clothes like Little John. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just busts everybody's balls. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's the first time that the Defiant actually had a chance to fight the Borg was in that battle. And so I was really hoping to see the Defiant actually hold its fucking own. And it, it fucking didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, you little that's, bitch. That sucks, dude. All right, on to my second punishment shot. Our inaugural double punishment shot. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Prost. That's true. Oh, Got to wash it down with this tea. I love this tea. No, it's really good. <laughs> All right. So what, as I was saying, um, I'm loving this movie um, up until about about this point. And what I'm talking about is the time travel. So um, I don't have a problem with like with time travel like in a story as long as like it is the key feature of like of the st- of like of the story, such as Back to the Future or like or the time machine. Obviously, see the reason why they they dabbled in time. Deep Space Nine, the one where they go back for the triples episode. Actually, that was a fun episode because they went back to the original series and the special effects were really good. They did a Deep Space Nine episode where the crew actually goes back. That wasn't the only time they go back in time. I know, but it was was just one I remembered that I enjoyed. They go back to the original series where Kirk and everything, and they actually interpose their... It was actually a really well-made episode because it was like the old school and there was a lot of jokes. It was actually a funny episode more than a serious episode, but every series and movie has done I mean, shit even uh generations is time when you think mm-hmm. about it it's a time travel episode because not of the really, whole, really. no no, no, it's, no it's, 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 you know it's pulled into a separate it's like a but it's still going it's like back in interdimension mm-hmm. like it's like interdimensional yeah no dimension yeah it, it's putting uh, in its own separate space it's well, not it's time. close to it though it still still has a little bit of a time thing no i disagree so time has no meaning in the, yeah time in the has access. no meaning so, so how can it be about time travel if time has no meaning uh, well okay i guess i'm wrong there go ahead so yeah, so like anytime you you introduce time travel into a universe, like it immediately reduces the stakes, um, and basically nothing matters because like you know, like I said, if you you know spill your beer or something like that, you can just go right back in time thirty seconds ago and right. and you know and just not do that, and immediately like nothing means anything, and they like they you really see that like in uh, in Endgame with the uh, with the the last uh, the last Marvel movie, mm-hmm. like you know you really see that with the, with Endgame, it just it just totally fucks up the whole story. Nothing really means anything anymore. It's just like well, like what. Like, are they on a, like, a different, are they, in a, like, in a different timeline? Like, you know, like, did, is, like, is everybody back? Like, you know, like, nothing really matters then. And, like, and it's just, like, well, why don't we just do this again? And that was my question, like, is, is all right, so the the whole time travel has, starts because the Borg, like, they somehow open, like, a temporal rift right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then the Enterprise gets caught, like, in a temporal uh, wake. Yep. And somehow they're, protect, they're protected from, like, what happens. Yeah, and, data, data going into a scientific talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, like, all right, cool. Like so, that sort of sort of kind of explains how they're able to t- to time travel. But again, me not being really a Star Trek fan and kind of have just kind of like a, a sort of a um, uh, uh, how do you say like a uh, like just sort of like a a, you know, a passing understanding, a yeah. passing understanding, like or just sort of like you know like kind of like a, a just a general like respect for the series <laughs> and kind of like watching like this episode and that episode. Apparently, they've gone back in time several times. Yes, like and in different ways. Yes, like. All right, so like, how do you guys really feel about that? You know like, what? You know, you, like you this... have a point there. First of all, I think that was lazy writing. No. The whole temper rift thing, because no. you know the the voyage home episode where they go take uh, basically going to a warp speed at a certain amount of uh, time around the sun in order to go back in time, and this one was a temper rift. I mean, 
every single time they do time travel, it's something different the way that they do it. Yes, because they are introducing different ways for it to happen. Like uh, they had transporter accidents that caused weird shit. Oh, um, I remember that. I remember that yeah. episode. Yeah, uh, they've had ships from the 31st century travel back. You know, and create different time loops. Um, there, there's always something different to cause it to happen mm-hmm. because each time it happens, it's either super fucking dangerous or it's something that can't be replicated. You, you, um, remember, you remember that episode? Where so that's the way gave- they, they, they get rid of your concern as, oh, once time travel, then it can always be the answer to everything. So that, like, the, it was kind of like a happy accident. Um, in this case, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the board going back in time, which also to your point, you said it needed, you, you know, I don't have a problem with it in a film and if, if, unless it's an inter integral, and, and integral thank you i was being tongue-tied like a motherfucker yeah. uh part of the story and this is uh, a super important part of the story because the borg realize all right the federation is a strong force that could fuck us up the best way to get rid of them is to make them so they never existed and the best way to make that happen is to go back in time and the borg have gone around they're basically the roaches and the scavengers of uh the universe they go and absorb a different uh cultures different people different uh races everything and absorb their technology to make themselves better make themselves stronger make themselves more dominant and so they use some of the tech they they got from a different race which also thereby they had to create a special ship hence the first time we see the the borg sphere you had never seen the Borg Sphere in any of the episodes or any of the shows prior to this. Um, and so they had to design a special ship using uh, a limited amount of material they had to travel back in time. Which, it could be explained, that's what calls the temporal wake. Uh, so they still, the writers gave themselves an out so it isn't something that becomes a recurring situation again. So I, I, I didn't have a problem with them doing it. They always make it super high stakes. Make it something that's not the answer, you know, that they can always rely on. But yeah, it it, it does happen a lot, and they it's so much that the Federation has what's called the temporal prime directive, which basically says you don't fuck with time. If they're yeah, you can no, avoid that's what it. I was just about to say that they had tried needed to avoid it. They had to do it this time because the Borg fucked up the yes. whole universe with the uh, assimilate. Assimilate, yes, uh, the whole you will be assimilated in the whole Earth, basically. So they had to fix that. But after they were done with that and they fixed it at the end of the movie, they won't do that again. Nope. So, because it's basically completely, I can't think of the word, I'm sorry, hold on. Cunt? Are you fucking ass? (laughs) But one thing it does do, it does always raise the question, is has it always meant to happen that way? Yeah. In the timeline that we know, did all the shit actually happen because of this interference? The board were always meant to travel back in time, uh, the enterprise was meant to go with them were meant to make uh the first contact happen and to stay in the background and if everything didn't happen just right nothing would have happened so one of the indicators that like the borg have arrived on the enterprise is like is the increasing like temperature and humidity and my only question is like is like is how that make how does that make any fucking sense to you guys like the temperature is increasing and the humidity is increasing the borg are mostly like computer right they're mostly like mm-hmm. you know like uh the cybernetics fucking like you know like machines or whatever when has your computer ever done better in a hot, humid yeah, climate? Which is, that, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. no, it is. Because so, like, so in, in, I don't remember in the 
in the shows in the episodes. I think that's something they just brought up in writing just to add to the sh- to add to the movie. I believe. Yeah, because I, I really don't they th- think they, I don't, uh, they talked about heat or humidity in the shows. I thought they implied that it was kind of colder there. Yeah. Uh, whenever they would get on the ship and stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah. It, didn't they even bring it up when the the humidity change into the ships is just like a board ship. That wasn't brought up in the show. Was I don't it? remember that ever being. No. Uh, if it addressed. was, then it's something that we miss. You, yeah. you guys out there, if you have any uh, um, input on that, just send us an email or something like that because I, I, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch those episodes just with the Borg and see if there was any line or something like that about that. But yeah. I do agree with you on that. That is different because computers work more of a drier, yeah, you know. drier, cooler, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But the other side, they are still organic, so maybe their organic parts operate better when it's a little no, bit warmer that's, that's fucking dumb you know what like, no look, look no like you know what because they because they dry out because the because there's really no well i guess they do have life in them i mean it's more because they're just using their organic counterparts to be a cyborg yeah. you have to have your organic cyborg uh, our yeah. organic <sighs> it's bad yeah it's, it's not it's, do you think do you think that's just writing it's a plot hole yeah it's bad writing okay so, so i'll I, give that to you I, I guess we can all agree on that i'll give that to you yeah because here's my thing so like in aliens they they found like you know where where all the colonists and everything like that were basically where like where the hive was yeah and it was beneath the cooling towers and like in cooling towers like it's kind of like a misnomer because that's a good it was very, very warm very hot there because like because that's where like where all the the terraforming towers whatever were being cooled so like so where like all the colonists were were like where the aliens were building the hive was very warm and very humid and that makes sense because the xenomorphs were organic yes the Borg are not. Like, look at the queen. Uh, no, the look Borg at, are organic. Well, they're no, half no, organic, look, half look, cyborg. Not even. Look at the queen. The queen's, like, maybe, like, 10%, like, uh, organic. It's really just, like, the head and, like, the top part of her shoulders, and that's you, it. You got a point. No, it's yeah. a major plot hole. That That's something that I never even thought about. No, I agree completely. Yeah. It's it's something that, I like I said, I don't remember them ever implying that it's warm and humid in the Borg ships good which point, is Tyler. where they would be good yeah. point that's a really good point so to continue on with like with uh with aliens and I, I know that like we we always bring up aliens because like it was our first episode it's which, our which makes best, total, best which movie makes total fucking sense. time yeah yeah it may, which makes total sense like you know like we're we're all obsessed with like with aliens but with, well the Borg is the aliens to Star Trek when exactly. you think exactly yeah so that's what they are because it's the hive it's the queen it is but in a way which is it's based on the terrifying idea of this all-encompassing numerous beings all thinking the same thing trying to accomplish the exact same thing right and there's nothing you can do you kill one there's 10 more right behind them yeah and it's well they're all one primal fear they're all one mind but like you said we were talking about the boar queen being created for this movie um they created this queen for yep. the movie, just to, to yep. create a character, because originally it was supposed to be just a big computer. Because in the best of both worlds, it was just some computer out in the Borg cube. Yeah, but really, it's like a whole network. And that they were even talking about how when they rescued Locutus, uh, that that Locutus is the name of Picard when he became the Borg. They rescued him, and which he is was Latin for speaker, if I remember correctly. That's what he, he was. He was a speaker yes. for the Borg. Yes. So um, basically. They, he was part of the network, and I remember Data going in some scientific talk about how they were trying to cancel that that whole network and to that where they were connected to Locutus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good point, Tyler. Very good point. And he was also the the only Borg up until that point, and for a long time afterwards, that actually had a name versus a number designation. I'm trying to remember the the, the episode with Hugh. He wasn't called Hugh. That was something that, that they was, named him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's the name he kind of. Yeah, that was Lamar. Uh, not Lamar. Uh, uh, Jordy. Uh, Lavar. Lavar Burton. Um, 
And he, uh, he, 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 he was in two episodes because he was also in an episode with uh, He was actually in, I think, uh, more than two episodes. Well, he was in a two-parter with Lore. Yeah. He came back with the whole thing about yeah. Data had a brother, an evil twin, by the way, if you didn't and know also that. And also Hugh. Yeah, you didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Lore. he has another brother called Before. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the one in Nemesis? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the dumb, retarded one? Yes. Yeah. And, um, but, and Hugh also comes back in Picard. What? Yep. An older Hugh. Okay, I got to watch that show. I, yeah. I'm behind on Picard. I'll just let you know, that's that's probably one that I need to watch that I haven't watched yet. Uh, back to you, Tyler. Yeah, so um, there, there is like definitely, like I noticed like some very, very strong similarities between the Borg and the Xenomorphs. Mm-hmm. You know, like we already kind of talked about how like, you know, like they have like they have a hive, they have a queen. They like they assimilate people like just like the way the aliens like you know like they capture people and like and they infect them and like with the um, the face suckers like implant the parasite and like yeah. kind of burst out of their chest and everything and becomes like you know they all sort of become like their own they kind of become alien like xenomorphs in a way because like because the xenomorphs like seal a part of their DNA yep um, there's a lot of similarities whatever and like and one thing I want to ask you guys have you ever noticed like there's like a, a very very striking uh, similarity between like the the Borg and like this like the, the look of the xenomorphs. Like, almost as if they were inspired by H.R. Geiger. Oh, yes. Absolutely, they were. Uh, absolutely. Oh, God, you're putting up another view no, that I absolutely. never even thought about. No, this is that definitely is something. The, no, that is true, because yeah. the whole black and the whole, yes. uh, the, the, what's that, uh, the type of look? Biomechanical. Uh, biomechan- yeah, yes. the biomechanical look. That's a yeah. good point. That's another one. I didn't yeah, that's what the writers that. of Star Trek were wanting to do. They wanted some super unbeatable, terrifying force to go up against as the the long-term villain. because i believe the borg is the ultimate villain of starfleet and all oh, the absolutely. other alien yeah. races absolutely. well no yeah. they're they're the, like, believe like, or not there Rom- was another Romul- one romulans borg no like a name something else Th- there was something else mm-hmm. it's something that actually the borg were afraid of it was in voyager yeah I've the heard. ones from uh the the not liquid space but um the almost bug-like creatures that were just yeah the borg were actually dominating. afraid of yeah it was Traverse? It, it, I don't it kind of was it's been uh, a long time since I've watched it. But uh, I remember no, it, it the Borg ended up opening uh, a rift into another universe, and this one's kind of almost filled with like a liquid. But the creatures from that universe were very insectoid, and, but just pure killing machines. In fact, they I think the Borg even dominate. used did the Borg they actually tried. use the crew from the Voyager to help yes. them? Yeah, because, because they were getting fucking their asses handed. Yeah, on. so that, that that's in a Voyager episode. But yeah, there was a race bigger, but they, they never really went further with that. Well, they, they they would pop up every now and then in Voyager. Yeah, but normally the Borg is probably the top villain in Star Trek altogether because they're very they're not unbeatable, but they're. You extremely, remember who the the first big bad villains were supposed to be? Who remember that weird bug like creatures that were taking over uh, the people in Starfleet from the first season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was what's what's supposed to be the big overarching uh villain in in next gen and then after the the first episode and not the first episode the first season so i didn't know that yeah they they got so many negative reports because how grossed out everybody was and freaked out and how violent these fucking creatures were um they got some such bad negative reactions to the things that they decided to scrap that entire fucking storyline. And then they created the Borg. And- yeah, if you remember at the end of season one, they had some people in Starfleet, you know, infected and shit like that, and then they never fucking talked about them again. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, the thing about the Borg is they came in the third season. Was it the third uh, season? Yeah, in a season three, season finale, and yeah, season and, four. And then here. season four, yeah. And then they were a reoccurring character throughout the other seasons and yep. then all the other series. I, I'm trying to remember, was, was the Borg in Deep Space Nine? 
the Borg, I don't remember ever showing up in Deep Space Nine. They, they were always talked about. It, it was a known, yeah. a known threat. Um, and they may, I'm sure there was episodes here and there that had a few Borg, but it wasn't ever a, you know, Borg or attacking the, you know, Deep Space Nine. Cause right. there's, there's nothing really fucking that, that space station could do if the Borg actually attacked them. All right, so there's only one appearance of the Borg in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, um, and it's in the series premiere uh, emissary. The epilo- episode's prologue depicts Benjamin Sisko, Avery Brooks, as first officer officer of the USS Saratoga and the Starfleet Armada dispatched to confront the Borg at Wolf 359. Yep. The Saratoga is destroyed by the Borg. Oh, I completely forgot. Locutus, because remember, there was a whole Picard thing. Picard was the first. Yeah, he was remember, in the first episode. Yes, and Cisco uh, always has a distrust for Picard. Yes. Because Picard was the face of the one that killed his wife. Yes, I remember that. I I, I can't believe I. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the first season of Deep Space Nine, wasn't it? Premiere episode. Yeah, I, I can't believe we missed that. Good, yeah, there you go. Good point. So. Uh, back to what we're talking about about the uh, the Borg, they're a lot like the uh, the Xenomorphs in First Contact. There's even a fucking air shaft scene. Yep, 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 yep. The Borg are the Xenomorphs. You they are, are completely right. It's a wonderful, wonderful idea of a villain, and Star Trek took that idea of a villain and made it their own. Hell yeah, they did. It, it, space zombies, basically, that's what they were. Uh, like I said, it's just it, it's the that the faceless over overpowering force and the queen just like the alien queen and aliens and and oh wow and, and the fact that they assimilate just like aliens they take over everything they cocoon everybody just like borg they assimilate everybody yep. to turn into more borg yep. just yep. like the aliens take the bodies of all the humans so they can create more of their drones yep that and they're even borg drones they're referred to as drones. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, man! I can't. But believe of course, I that. the drones are referred to as you know ant colonies and stuff like that. See, tell you're, you're, you're actually are. teaching us a little bit here because I didn't. I I didn't even think about that, and that's a good good uh, uh, comparison between both of them, right there. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really glad I watched this movie again because like because I had never made that connection before in the past, and and it wasn't until I watched this movie again, you know, just the other day that I was like, holy shit! Like they're just like the fucking xenomorphs. Yeah, like, no, you're right. Par- there's a lot of parallels here. Um, but yeah. So, but moving on, man, like one, one thing I really, really like about this movie, um, take away like the time travel is just like, it's just the characters. Like, you know, I already met, talked about Worf and, and Riker and John and, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart playing, uh, John Lee Picard. Like his, his performance is fucking phenomenal, dude. That speech at the end when he, you know, the one that's at the end mm-hmm. of our title is one of my mm-hmm. favorites because you just see his acting skills. You just see how much rage he has towards the Borg. Beautiful. I fucking love that, that, that. That little Dude. speech that he gives Dude, off. And yeah. he's kept Fuck. it Ahab, basically. Absolutely, man. Like yeah. the line must be drawn. Yeah. Yes. Like, dude, like the like the fucking like the like the 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 motion behind it, man. Like, you know, like like I, like no further. Like it's just like, dude, yes, fuck yeah. Like, dude, you know, we like, can agree dude. to say that Patrick Stewart fucking rocks. Yes. Uh, he, uh, and that's why he he's does. the best fucking captain. He, okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm all right. He's number two. That's no, he he's number one. No, no. To me, he, he is, is number two. one. I we're still not, like. Her. Talk, okay, we're not talking about Riker again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But overall, Picard is he. He puts himself into that role. He he's not lazy in the role. He is perfect for that role, and he loves that role. In fact, there was a point where I remember he said that he actually wanted to get out of that role, but it is him. You yeah, know, absolutely. You, you remember we talked about in many other mo- uh, movies how a 
Yeah, at the end, actually, in best of both worlds, they weren't sure if uh, Picard was coming back for season four. That's why they set it up the way they did. Yeah, they gave him they get they wrote an out for themselves uh, for Riker to take over. And I'm glad they in the off back, season uh, they went ahead and hammered out the new contract with him and everything like that. So that's why they came back. So, but, so like, so to briefly kind of talk about the uh, about the 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 show a little bit. When I watched the best of both worlds, and I kind of saw like that that teasing of like mm-hmm. of. Riker has been offered like three times at this point yeah. Yeah. to be in a captain. He's turned it down every single time. I'm like, why didn't, why didn't the fucking show go that way? Like, why didn't like, like, like fuck Voyager, fuck I, Deep I, Space Nine. Like, why didn't they like, they start I like think a, because a fans Voyager, of Riker as the captain of a ship. They didn't want to lose Riker off of next gen. He was too important part of, uh, important of a member of the, of the, of the, of the, the whole ensemble. Um, and so they didn't want to do that. And they had already, uh, they wanted, um, by, by that point, Voyager was already, you know, on the air while Next Gen was on the air. Deep Space Nine was on the air while while Next Gen was on the air. Yeah. Um. So they didn't want to do that. Now they could have potentially spun him off after the end, but I don't know if Jonathan Frakes wanted to uh, commit to another series at that point. No, he didn't. But the thing is, remember the last episode, the finale episode of the whole whole series. He got you got to see mm-hmm. him as a captain of his own yep. ship. See, that's an episode I, I recommend you watch. It's the last episode. I forgot the episode, but it's a two-parter episode. It's with Q and Picard where he goes through different timelines, and there's a timeline where it's the future, and Riker is the captain of his own ship, and he's telling Picard what to do, basically. He, it's actually... I, I think you would enjoy that because you are such a big fan. You love Riker. I think Riker's one of your favorite uh, characters next to Worf, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, so that's that's another thing, man. Like, the, the characters of, like, a, of Next Generation, like, they're they're fucking great, man. Like, I love Picard. I love Riker. I love Worf. I love fucking Data, dude. I love... Data I love, is the fucking man. I love Jordy. Man, Jordy's a good character. I think Jordy's, like, what, you know, I'm I've always loved Scotty. advisor in, in first contact. <laughs> Are you mad that they changed it to the fucking contacts? Yeah, well, I know that, and I, I know that's what he wanted to do. He was he hated. Well, remember the in interaction, they completely took him away, and he yeah. got his eyesight. You go, oh, I get to see the sun finally. Remember yeah, that? at yeah. the end. But um, Jordy's a good character. Uh, shit, Jordy, I think is a genius of engineering, mm-hmm. just like Scotty was. Yep. I, I love Scotty, but there's even an episode where Scotty is a guest yep. appearance in Star Trek episode, and they meet, and you kind of see the two engineers get together. It's actually like and you realize fun. what a lazy piece of shit Scotty was. He was, but you know what? Jordy, that's the thing. Jordy was Jordy was a pro. He was yep. a pro engineer, so he was a good character. Did you like um, what's her name? Um, uh, the Doctor Crusher. What Doctor Crusher? Crusher. Yeah. Picard's little. Uh, you you know that him and Picard had a little love thing going on. Him oh, and Picard no. had a love thing going on. Yeah. Him oh, and Picard had a love thing going on. Pretty gay. Okay. Is there something you know about Beverly Crusher right. that I don't know? <clears throat> okay, I, I just got my word wrong. <clears throat> Punishment shop, you really, mm, really, <laughs> you called it on me for what for saying but we Dominion did our, instead we of did defiant same for shot. saying Dominion instead of defiant. You called it on me, dude. You you completely changed take the sex of a main character. All right, all right take a vote. Oh. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call for it. Really? Huh? I'm not gonna call for it. You can't. Simple. I, I know I can. No, it's I know fair. I can. But it's a simple misspeak, and I'm worried about us setting up a slippery slope <laughs> and i know right, i right, get tongue-tied all right. often all right no i understand that especially because like because we've had this very very delicious drink here yes, um, yes. Yeah, you know that we are, we, we are getting very very well, i'm just gonna say this flat out that whole big huge mason jar of tea is basically like three quarters gone it's it's <sighs> what what is this it's like it's at least six cups uh, it was five cups, and now we're right at two. So it's it's going down pretty quick. And I We've want only more. had three cups. Yeah, 
Okay. All right. So I take that back. I resend my call. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Where were we? So we're talking about. Uh, all right. So love triangles or whatever, like or uh, um, like uh, relationships affairs. Yeah, Doctor Crusher and uh, Picard had a little love of in, it, sort of. It was uh, very small. It's it's implied sometimes, but you know that. Uh, Picard hates Wesley. Picard, <laughs> Picard was Does best. Really? Yeah, Picard was, was annoyed by best him. friends with. Uh, I mean, he was young. Cr- Crusher's hu- um, husband, who's dead. Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They Wesley. Were, they were best friends, um, and he felt like he had to take over her, her her deceased husband's spot and watching over her and and Wesley and making sure they were taken care of. Uh, I mean, so it, actually, you know, man, I I don't think I don't think Picard. Didn't like Wesley then because he was probably just being a, a good father yeah. figure. He he because, didn't know how to because, deal with kids. Yeah, you all. I mean, well, not just that. Good I mean, point. Like, no, no, that's a good point. Well, not just that. I mean, like you know, like a good father is not supposed to be your friend. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yeah. and everything he did for uh, Wesley. Well, no, he, Picard he got, is the he, reason Wesley became. Wesley you know, matured as a chi- as a yeah. child too. Because Up he until he went off to that fucking weird ass goddamn. In the, in the first, the shit. first one or sec, the first or second season, he was more of the childlike character. He was just trying, you know, they always try and throw a child character into a series. Uh, they didn't do that in the original series. I don't believe they did, but in the TNG, that's what he was. Mm-hmm. But then he matured more into a. It's uh, because they, uh, the original ship wasn't a family ship. Yeah, the, uh, the next gen ship. It's it's a family ship. Yeah, and then when they went to the movies, it was more to yeah. a battleship. And they even talk about how Picard has never really done on a family ship before, so he didn't know how to really deal with kids and shit like that, and him not having kids. I really like the characters in this movie. Um, we already talked about Worf and Riker. We talked about Picard and, and Patrick Stewart's like exemplary fucking performance of, of... And I think you'll appreciate everything so much more if you actually do watch the series and build that that core understanding of each character and each uh, all their motivations they do a great job for the uninitiated you know and making it a very welcoming type movie but to know and feel that all what everything that these characters that have gone through in their past as you watch them it's even more amazing but here's a good question all right on that do you think first contact is a good movie to watch outright without even having to watch this yes I, yeah. I think it does a great job standing on its own two feet yes yeah i agree but it makes it even better for the ones who have watched oh yeah no for the fans them. it's just like it's like gold it's, like, it's because you know these characters you know what they've been through and everything else so it's a completely different experience that's why it was so much harder for me to take off my glasses and watch it underneath a uh um a critical view just because i had all that previous knowledge i had all that understanding of everything they had gone through that made them up to this point and appreciated everything they had gone through yeah um so it's a it's a good film if you hadn't been invested it's a good film if you're for the uninitiated i think it's a great film for the initiated for the true fans do Do you think it's a good film to introduce to star trek yeah i think it's fine like if you if if somebody asks, oh, I've never seen Star Trek before. Which movie should I watch? Do you yeah. think this would be the one to pick? Out. It depends. I mean, like, are you are you going to want to introduce them to more original series type feel? You're going to want to introduce them to more next gen type feel. Or are you going to want to introduce them to more action? See, that's, that's kind type of a hard. Feel? That's kind of a hard answer because yeah. for the original series, that's more of people that grew up with the original series mm-hmm. in the sixties and seventies. Sixties, like Wrath of Khan, I think is a wonderful film. Even if you hadn't been initiated, you don't have to. Well, that's the thing because the motion picture. When you look at the motion picture and you look at Wrath of Khan, they're completely different movies. Yes, they went to a completely different direction. The way that they look, their uniforms, the way that yes. they talk, the way that they they act. It seems more like a real like military ship. 
although the motion pictures seems more of like the original series. It's completely different. Yes. But TNG, TNG is completely, in a way, different because of... I, I guess because it's more of the, the newer generation that, mm-hmm. that watches it. You know, people that grew up in the 90s and 2000s and after that. But, yeah. That's, right, that's, grew up in the 80s and 90s. Not that's right. 90s because, well, Star Trek and uh, Next Generation came out in like 1988, I believe, 1989. I think the first season was like 1988 or 1989. I want to say 89. I want to say. It was either 88 or I think it was two years in the 80s and then it went to the 90s. I, I think so wow. because Generations came out in 1994 and there were seven seasons. And yeah. I think when Generations came out, um, the last season of uh, Next Generation was coming out. Yeah. 87. 80s. I, I, I knew it. So I, well, I knew it was like two wow. or three years. Yeah. September 28th, 1987. Yep. Wow. That's how old it is. And I, I remember watching it when it was still new episodes in the early years. I didn't realize how young I was yeah. when, watching this shit. And my parents had no fucking interested oh. in it whatsoever oh, so i was watch watching it. it by myself just finding it and watching it on tv in my room and shit like that and just absolutely being amazed yeah well i mean like you know, like once it went to syndication like and, and people were loving it like that show was everywhere was very very popular well yeah. into the mid 90s i mean like that's pretty much like the the prime time for pretty much all of us like you know like yeah. when we were like kind of like in our, our formative years yeah yeah absolutely so james cromwell as cochran is fucking awesome dude Do you know who they originally wanted to play that that role of cochran? I, I i can't think of anyone better like he did such a good fucking job dude who it would have been somebody that was a huge star trek fan tom hanks that's right no yeah no they actually no. offered it to him and he was going to do it but it conflicted with uh, uh that thing you do yep because Wait. he was doing the uh directing of that and he also wrote that movie yep. so i'm sorry what movie uh that thing you do yeah don't even remember it it's actually a good movie where he's the manager of that he's manager band. of the, uh, the, the like the 1950s band. Yeah, don't even remember it. it it's a that decent movie. Thing you do. You've never heard that song? Came out during Apollo. It came out around the same time Apollo 13 came out. Yeah, no, don't remember it. Oh man. wow. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a decent film. No, if you if you told me like yeah, it, it conflicted with like with uh, Apollo 13 or uh, you know um, what's the uh, what's the the World War Two like? Uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan was 1999, but no, uh, 98. Or the uh, the like the the one where like where the, where the girls play baseball. League of Their Own. That's nineteen ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, you're talking about one of the. He's saying if you if, if he had taken that, uh, uh, done one of those other, which is now classic movies. Yeah, um, one, of, one of his more like yeah. well known uh, roles from the nineties, like Forrest Gump. Like he was yeah. busy doing Forrest but Gump, the, but he well, yeah, fuck yeah, dude, do Forrest Gump. Fuck this shit. Like, no, he wanted that was ninety four, but now he was I'm wanting about to, no, he was wanting to do the thing you do because that was his. His first foray and basically taking charge of a film, but I will agree on being uh, you know shepherding it from beginning to end. I will agree with you on that. James Cromwell is perfect. No, he's I awesome. can't. He's I can't imagine great. Tom Hanks doing. It would have been role. a totally different way. It, well, he, he, he would have portrayed the character. Well, Tom Hanks was known as a comedic actor mm-hmm. in the eighties, and then in the nineties, he became more of a serious yeah. actor. I mean, I think he could have pulled it off, but Cromwell, I think, pulled it off. He would have pulled it. He would have pulled it off. Plus, he was totally older different way well Cromwell was also older mm-hmm. and tom hanks is probably younger around that time so well, i don't think it would have tom worked. hanks was actually closer to the it would have been closer to the age cromwell was way older than what had been established previously right. as, as cochran cochran's age cochran was only supposed to be like in his 30s 40s uh when when he did the, the warp drive yeah all right so cromwell was way outside the fucking window 
Oh, I guess you have a point, but I, I guess his act, his character, the way that he portrayed it, did it really well. Like, I loved his character because everybody thought that he was like the smartsy mm-hmm. guy and everything mm-hmm. else. And really, the only point that he did this is just to be on a fucking Which island it, with naked women. It did a wonderful <laughs> way of showing how history is rewritten. You know, with this rose, ten, you know, rose tinted glasses. Yeah. You know, to make all these people seem super important and you know so so smart and you know wonderfully motivated and stuff like yep. that. No, yep. most of them were just fucking out. For, <laughs> what am I going to do to make my life better? Yep. <laughs> and it just happened to be that way. But you like Cromwell better? You think Cromwell was a good character for uh... a good actor? Yeah. So uh, Tom Hanks and uh, James Cromwell are only a difference of six years. Cromwell is was born in 1950, and Tom Hanks was born in 1956. Well, so, I, like, I knew that Cromwell was Hanks old. aged a lot better than fucking Cromwell did. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. fucking Cromwell was in movies. Hanks, like Reven- Hanks looks younger today than Cromwell did during First Contact. And the thing yeah, is, the I'm movies like- that he was in, he was in like uh, he was in one of the Jack Ryan films. He was in uh, he was in early comedies like Revenge of the Nerds. He was in Explorers. He was the he was. Uh, um, Wolfgang's father in Explorers. Yes. Remember? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but no, he he did the great. He did the role perfectly. I think he was spot on. I think oh, I really enjoyed. Did, him. I think I Lily really did a good him. job. I really enjoyed Lily. I thought mm-hmm. that she was a good side character, especially with her um, her little uh, friendship with Picard. I thought that was really it. Fleshed out Picard a lot more with the whole thing about the Borg and trying to deal with his his issues with the Borg. Okay. Now there's one storyline. Because this this was filled with a lot of storylines all together. You know, each character basically had their own little encompassing storyline. Yeah. Uh, one storyline, I thought it was a good storyline, but it didn't need to be there. It didn't serve a fucking purpose in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, the Data Queen uh, interaction overall. As much as I love Data, I love Brent Spiner. He, Data is by far my favorite Star Trek character yeah, of all fucking yep. time. Yep his whole interaction with the queen and everything that served no fucking purpose overall. Oh no, I loved it. I <laughs> fucking loved it. dude. I, you, I loved it, but it served no purpose overall. It, it, it did not do anything for the story. In my opinion, that could have been done in a, in a next gen episode or something like that. And it would have been fine or a different film, you know, focusing on, you know, maybe making data as this, one who's becoming a villain, maybe not a villain, and stuff like that. It could have been something I think, different. I think they just tried to create that story yeah. just to create more entertainment, especially with the whole thing about how he, for one point, was wanting to be yeah. human because they were trying to put a real. Oh, human you know, he skin always wanted to be a human. Yeah, but oh, the thing that, is, that, was that you know, since he was introduced in episode one, you know, he stated his goal is to be human, and that's what she was basically yeah. gifting but, him. Like with. I said, it was wonderful and stuff like that, but I, I felt it served no purpose in the story whatsoever. Yeah, you got a little I bit wholly, of a point. I wholly disagree. Okay. I wholly disagree. I, so like, so I, I think, don't. I think it was actually a, a good arc uh, because the, the story starts off, and even so like that earlier in the, uh, the, the show itself, that like that uh, Data's whole plan or like his, his, like his, his biggest motivation, like is to become as, as human as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like basically he was Pinocchio. He wanted yes. to be, he wanted to be a real boy. So like, so, Data, given the opportunity, like to have like have skin and have feeling and whatever, and it's, it is, like, there's actually a scene early on in the movie that sort of empl- uh, exemplifies that. It sort of exemplifies that, and that's where Picard is touching the ship, mm-hmm. like you know, like that that first ship, the Phoenix, that's supposed to like you know be like the 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 first warp ship that's going to change history, and like and Picard is touching it, and like and and Data's just kind of like you know, like what why. Why are you doing this? Like, mm-hmm. or like, or like, you know, like, what, what are you getting out of this? 
And he's like, you know, I've always read about this and like, and just touching it makes it seem more real. Yes. And, uh, and data touches it. And he's just like, <laughs> that's a funny scene. He's, he's like, no, I just, I just kind of feel imperfections in the metal. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the same response or the same sort of like, you know, like, you know, like visceral experience that Picard does. And, and you can kind of, you can kind of sense like the sadness. Yes. And well, like you remember the part when they're in, when they're about to battle the Borg and the, on the ship and, uh, data's got his, uh, emotion ship on and mm-hmm. he's feeling kind of scared and everything else. And then Picard uh, says, you might want to shut that off. And then Data shuts it off, and he's just, you know, he's all fine. And then Data says, you know, sometimes I envy you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah, dude. But absolutely. Like, I, I totally understand To that me, shit. that went against what the Data character right there. He had wanted that emotion chip, that emotion ability for so long. And he finally got it, and they showed him, you know, throughout the show uh, after after he got it, experimenting, yeah, yeah, but saying, the, I'm no. keeping it on for longer and longer because he wants to learn to deal with the emotions as a human would. And but for a life and death scenario that they he were shouldn't in, have Picard, turned, no, I don't think he would have. Death, yeah, but then he would have been useless. Because no, he, would he wouldn't have been because facing your fear and still continuing on is the definition of courage. I but understand it's not that. Being but a, it's not not being afraid. No, I agree it's with being you. Being afraid the, and continuing on. I agree with you, but the, the problem is, is that they needed him to be, the, you know, the, the hardcore data that he is without all the emotions, so he can battle these Borg. He he wouldn't been able to do that. They needed him for that. Yeah, so I understand what you're saying. But they had already shown him having that when he first got emotions in the show, you know, when uh, when Lore had, had turned him on and he was killing Borg in the show and he got, he said, I got angry, and, you know, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, just going on a fucking killing rampage. See, you know what? When you, when you go back to that episode, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. still... I, at that point for the movie but, but at, in the fall in later episode they, they talk about how he's you know working to have it on constantly because it's yeah. so overwhelming yeah but he was working to have it on constantly because that is what he has wanted his entire existence true and to tell him to give up what he's wanted his entire existence right. and basically become something less than yeah was not uh, doing justice to the character to <laughs> I like the way Ron like just, no? like Ron just turned around? to Tyler like what is your opinion I know because I'm <laughs> somebody who is, who is uninitiated that. with the the, the, the math I, I agree I agree with you a little bit but I also agree that at that time of where they were at on the Borg in the time and scenario they the thing is you know what that lore episode was beforehand so yes yeah. I dude I can't I can't that emotion chip was a huge 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 part of him yeah, yeah you're I'm, right I'm you're sorry right. man like I can't speak on the, the lore episode yeah. or whatever because like because I haven't seen it but as far as like as data being able to turn his chip off or whatever like I absolutely believe that that is a that was integral because this is high stakes we've already talked before about how the Borg is quite possibly the like the biggest enemy or like they're the most dangerous adversary of starfleet yes so if there was ever a time when you need to turn off your your emotion chip so that way you can function that was the time okay so that's what i'm saying so uh everybody should get cybernetic fucking implants to make you a better fighter and better stronger and potential things and things no we're not asking you to cut off your own fucking arm to make you potentially a better fighter no it's part of you it is you yeah. you are doing what you do right. with what you have you are you I am not asking you to 
make you less than in order to better benefit myself. I, I understand, I, but I, if, I, I, if I was I, a captain of the ship and I saw that I had somebody that can turn their but emotion But he didn't ships, order him either. He, no, he, 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 he said it. you should probably suggest yeah. to do it, but the problem is Data agreed with the fact, you know, I should turn this off because I need to be more useful here. <clears throat> I think he would have been he could have been just as useful with it on. No, because he Data get, he had proven scared. time and no, time again. No, remember he is generations when uh, generations the the whole thing uh, when uh, when they're on the uh, Romulan uh, yeah. the uh, space station. Yes. he was getting scared and he was yes. becoming useless. And Jordy needed his help, and Jordy was taken because of him. Yes, that's what could have happened. But he right learned there. to deal with his fear and continue on. He learned because of that to deal with your fear and continue on, and he became I, yeah, better but, for it. I know. But with the way that the Borg was taking over the ship, it just, I don't think that they didn't have time to to have him deal with it. I don't know. I, I disagree with that. I, I, I felt it was a disrespectful move to everything that had made Data Data up until that point. I don't know, man. I'll watch the, uh, the lore episode, and I'll tell you how I feel about it. Uh, I, don't, don't just start picking and choosing, because you... You, you got to watch you the whole have, series. Yeah, as you watch it, you'll appreciate all the struggles and everything that he had gone through up until that point and how hard-earned that emotions were for him. And, yes, he gets overwhelmed. He does get used. And, you know, it's like dealing with a fucking hormonal teenager at times well, really, because the, the he doesn't re- know how to fucking deal with all this fucking emotions. The chip really wasn't used. The chip really wasn't used other than in the generations is when he basically actually put it in him, when he made the decision to put the chip inside. Yeah, but no, he had, he had, he had been testing it on and off throughout the fucking series. Yeah, he did. But and, the thing until is, he was ha- deciding to keep it in forever at that. Yeah, yeah I, I guess you're right. But the thing is, in first contact, they had the whole thing where he could shut it off automatically. They didn't do that in generations or anything like that. They put it in him, and then I remember he even overloaded at one point. Mm-hmm. Remember, his face went all fucking weird and everything. You remember that in generations, Tyler? No. Oh, you got to watch generations again. Man, we- this fucking T is almost dead. No, it's dead. Oh, thank you so Dude, much. Dude, I was going to ask man. you. Oh, Your cup ain't even done. Fuck you. I was about Quit to finish. A pussy. I was going to ask for more. I think this is my third glass anyways. All right. We got a dead soldier hand <laughs> yeah. right there. All right. So we will say this. That fucking <laughs> tea. fucking St. Andrews over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm going to have, uh, I'm gonna have Sammy make another batch of this tea because that shit is amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Sammy. This is really fucking good. And I was talking to Ron during one of our breaks. We were saying nest tea. It actually reminds me more of brisk. Uh, is my personal brisk taste. and that's tea tastes the same in my opinion. It reminds me of, it's brisk, baby. Do you remember brisk? You remember brisk? <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, we, we were talking about it's that brisk, because it, it's exactly yeah. like that, but it doesn't even taste like there's any alcohol in it. Seriously, I I don't feel that's, any that's alcohol why, in it. That's why it's dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's I, I I honestly I do not feel any alcohol in it at all. Yeah, it's why you could have put more in there. <laughs> all right, well, um, well, I'm scream, fucking love it. All right, no, so like, so what I was saying about Jam- about James Cromwell's cro- as uh, Cochran. The guy's fucking awesome, dude. Like his performance is like a spot on. No, I, I love yep. I love the fucking character. Like uh like for example, like when uh when they all go down there to like to the um, to where like they're gonna shoot off the, the, the rocket and go into warp speed, Riker comes down, uh was Troy, she's already mm-hmm. she's already been drinking with him, trying to get some information out of him and everything like that. Oh, did you did you guys Riker. realize that little uh that little blooper about her? How her English accent just kinda came yes. out a little bit from yes. her t- because she's actually an English actress. Oh, she is? Yes. Oh, you didn't know that? You didn't see that? From Yeah, well, when she was trying to play all drunk and everything, you could tell that her English accent came out oh, a little bit. Oh, that makes her hotter. <laughs> yep. No, I mean, like, no, that's that's for real, though. Like, because, like, cause, like, there are some people, like, they, like, they're, they're born in one place. 
and then like and they like like they go somewhere else like for college or whatever and like they sort of like you know assimilate <laughs> talking about the borg <laughs> I, I ta- talking about the borg they sort of like they sort of assimilate to like to the culture there and they kind of change their accent my, my own wife for example like you know she's from new england and like and so like so it's really really funny to hang out with her down here like and hang out with her friends down here or whatever yep. and then as soon as that phone rings from back home like her fucking accent totally changes like and her r's fucking disappear and like it's like it's totally different and like and sometimes that even happens when you get those same people drunk yeah yes yeah so i could totally see that as like as troy like you know like perhaps she had a british accent she moved over to the states or whatever to go to college go go to like to starfleet school or academy or where the fuck ever it is and like and she uh, assimilates herself to have an english to have an american accent so that way she can No that was a uh, complete to fit in better. No, it was a, no, it was just a complete slip up of her. Man, I'm trying to get off of her. Okay. No, no, no. You're gonna love. By the way, you're, when you watch the uh, series, you're gonna love her race because her race is very uh, interesting. You know that they get married naked. What? Yep. Yeah. Betazoids. The first time. And, uh, well, her that, mom, if I remember correctly, is her mom was obsessed with fucking Picard. Yeah. Her mom wanted to <laughs> fucking <laughs> dick to fuck down Picard. Picard. Oh, yeah. Hard. All right. Well, I mean, that, that's just Florida. I mean, like, we're <laughs> fucking like nudist colonies down there than anywhere else. But anyways, like, no. So like, so Riker comes down, like, and he like he turns off the music, and like, and uh, immediately there's something I don't even remember what it was. Like, was like gets thrown across the fucking bar at him, and like, and you know, like, it was like a bottle or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Who turned on my fucking music? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like, and Troy, Troy introduces him, and he's just like, you know, like, and this is like, you know, this is Riker, and like, and and uh, to which Cock, which Cochran asks, like, is it your husband? No. Good. And he, yeah. he pours himself another drink. I'm just like, all right, cool. I fucking like this guy. You love Crow. You Dude, love his character. You know what he reminded me of? He reminded me of fucking like Rick from Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. No, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, because like, he invented warp speed, which kind of like, you know, like, changes the world. Rick invents like the like the uh, the fucking the portal gun, which yes. kind of like changes like you know, a whole bunch of shit. Yep. And like, and so like, I kind of saw like, the similarity there. And like, immediately, I love fucking Cochran like even more. So like, so later on, like Jordy is describing... Uh, Zephyrin's impact on the future and like and the reverence because and the reverence because of his work he talks about like the statue like you know like actually your statue was right, right over there. here and you're you're kind of like pointing your hand to the future or whatever and he's just kind of like I gotta take a leak yep and and, and there's like this whole leak? bag of, what leak yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta take a piss like oh Oh yeah. Well, people in the future of you don't take a piss. Yep. Yeah. That was funny that he actually made that comment because it was a running commentary that in original series and up to that point in uh next gen, they never showed a fucking bathroom. They never explained on this fucking ship of humans and other races how the fuck do I they don't take even a shit. I don't even think in the quarters that even showed a bathroom or anything nope. like that or anything like they had a they had a fucking tub. I remember mm-hmm. because Troy was a tub when she turned into a frog in that Exodus mm-hmm. episode. That's another good episode right there, Exodus. Um Exodus is fucking weird. That's a weird standalone. When Worf was uh, That's a weird standalone fucking episode. That's, it's a funny one. Right, that's a Bar- weird fucking episode. Barkley turns into a... Uh, yep. Oh, by the way, Barkley. You didn't know who that character was, that one that was all stuttering that was following Cochran? That's actually a character that's in Star Trek. He was like probably... And maybe if you were to it's think all episodes. Like six, seven episodes or something like that. He's a very stuttering, very nervous character. There's even been one or two episodes where it was just him, where he was kind of like the main character. But that that wasn't a, that was actually a cameo. In the uh, uh, okay, all right. I don't know if you knew that. No, I that wasn't just no, like a random up, thing. He also shows up in Voyager. Um, yep. Even though he's still in the Alpha Lieutenant Quadrant. Barkley or something like that. Yeah. What? Yeah, Lieutenant Barkley. Barkley or something. No, like Lieutenant. Yeah. He was, was Lieutenant. Ensign? No, Lieutenant. Was it Lieutenant? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, damn, good for him. Um, but no, the, the last the last point I want to make about Cochran is like I said, he is he becomes overwhelmed with all this information about like, hey, this like this this like this silly thing like, like that, you, that you like that you think that you're working on is going to change the path of like of the future and bring about this whole new revolution of um, peace and prosperity, peace and prosperity, and everything like that. And, and he just like he he runs away from it. You know what? I didn't even think about that. Is that they did fuck up the whole time universe because of that? Because it probably changed his character even more for what he was before. Because they told him what he is, so it made him probably more. They actually do show him in Enterprise again. Um, Cromwell uh, replies. Yeah, see, that's the something role. I wouldn't be able to remember. Um, and he's a lot more serious of a character uh, when he's introduced. In, now, see, now I got to watch. They're Enterprise. introducing him to in the what's it called the Warp Five. Um, program because they, uh, you know, when you first do it, you can only do warp one. Um, but in Enterprise, by that point in Enterprise, they have developed uh, up to warp five. Yeah, and they thought that he could, it couldn't be done, and yeah. he, uh, it was Captain Archer's father who worked with um, Zephyrin to develop the warp five engine. Yeah, I gotta watch those. I gotta, I gotta watch Enterprise. I, I gotta give it a chance because I, I love the actor who plays the captain, Scott Bakula. Yep, Bla- Bakula, I believe this is name. I, I like Blackula better. But you know, that's me. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I remember him. Mean, he's the Quantum Leap guy. That's who plays the captain. No, he, yeah, I know he does a wonderful job. Yeah. Wonderful job. Yeah, only movie I ever remember seeing him in is uh, Lord of Illusions from yeah, Clive Parker, which I enjoyed. Uh, it, the Enterprise because it, it was telling a story more of uh, um very almost military type command uh, which is what naturally the federation would have been born out of yeah because uh, they made the ship more of like a submarine type yeah, of thing it, it was, was before, more navy based it was before and, kirk right yeah yeah that's what yeah, I it was you know it was it wasn't the uss you know enterprise it was, it was enterprise. nx01 yeah um and it was you know their their test ship and so and you see the the vulcans not believing in the human race at that time, still thinking that they're advancing too quickly and everything. Cause they, they, in a very short period of time, they went from discovering warp to we're going out to the fucking universe and playing. God damn it. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing that they, they became a, uh, they had a friendship with the Vulcans and that's yep. what Vulcans became really friends mm. of the Federation. And the enterprise shows the Vulcans still really looked down on us for a long fucking time. Yeah. Uh, because they were looking down at us as you know, they thought we were children yeah. out there playing around, which fits very well with what the, the characters of Vulcans are. Um, very, uppity and we know better than you because yeah. we've been out, we've been in this game for a while and you don't know shit which is kind of funny because like that's actually a very similar to a similar very similar point of view from the the plan dive from outer space conversation we had remember that yeah yeah i wasn't there i'm a loser <laughs> no i was like so <laughs> i kind of wish you were there but that that, that was a, that that was a fun episode that was yeah. a fun episode between yeah. me and you so like so we we did uh plan nine from outer space and then one of the things that like that like for as much of a joke as that fucking movie is like you know they did have a very very interesting moral to the story mm-hmm. and that was like was here's like this alien race who like who's already already discovered like the the nuclear bomb and like and then they they discovered like the the solar the solar night bomb which is like which could very well destroy the entire universe and they wanted to come down and like and, and warn the humans like hey look before you discover like this fucking monstrosity of a, of a of a bomb like like you know like why don't you guys like slow down or like or like or, or understand or respect it or whatever and like and the humans like you know like were immediately just like just kind of like you know like firing bombs at them and like shooting shooting at the the UFOs and 
the alien species was like was trying to like trying to stop us and warn us. Yeah. Like and so like so it's a very it's kind of crazy. Like here you have like you know like the the plan nine from outer space being like being one of the worst movies ever made basically having the exact same conversation as like as a very very well respected sci-fi series yes and it made a great point in a rise of how quickly humans adapt and thrive versus other creatures and stuff like that it's just it's what makes us humans our need to continue on our need to explore our need yeah. to better ourselves yeah. we're the only species that is like that has inhabited every single like every single corner of the earth yes yeah. I mean, except for the dinosaurs, but then they were all part of every corner of the earth at that time before everything split apart. Yeah. But yeah, dude, like, so, um, so we already kind of talked about some of the great characters. Um, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about the, uh, the board queen, um, where she says like, you know, like I am the beginning, I am the end. Yes. I am the one who's many. It's a little bit of a God complex. Yeah. Like, they, they, like, that's how they view themselves. They view themselves as the, the, they, the master race in the yeah, universe. That, that's how it's actually what I was to say, the master race, like basically the, the, the better race of everybody yeah. else. That's why they wanted to assimilate everybody. They said, and they even fe- figured, because I remember this in the best of both worlds where they figured that we were giving you a gift by being our race yeah. because our race is a better race. To, we're folding <laughs> you into ourselves to increase our perfection. Right. <laughs> we are the master race. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, it was, it's very Nazi-ish. Very Nazi-ish. Yeah, which is kind of like kind of a trope of a lot of movies, um, especially in the last, like, you know, especially from like from the 90s and, and before that, like, you know, like if you want to, you want to make, you want to make a bad guy, you want to make, make a big baddie, like, you know, like model them after Nazi Germany. Yeah, You remember in Voyager, uh, the later seasons, the, God, what was the name of that race, um, where they actually, they were hunters, basically. I remember which ones they were. I just, and they, didn't they have like, like long hair or something like that? No, no, no. I'm talking about the ones that didn't have any hair at all. They were kind of like orangish in color, almost reptilian, I, but not. Um, and there was actually an episode where they used the holodeck program to portray themselves as Nazis to fight off. Oh, you know, like that. I remember that. <laughs> they, you literally see this alien race that's walking around in a fucking Nazi uniform. Yeah. You're that's like, creepy. Jesus Christ. That's creepy as fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But yeah, all right. So like, so my big question with, uh, with like, with the Borg queen is, uh, <clears throat> would you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was super fucking banging. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I'm going to have to disagree on that. What? I, I'm sorry. No, no. What? No. no. That I, body I, wouldn't quit. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking like. And can you imagine what that badge could do to you? Yeah, it's reminding oh me of that God. fucking movie where the vagina's got like fucking teeth and it chops your fucking mm. cock off. No, I, I, don't, I don't even remember what the movie was, but fuck I think that. it was called Teeth. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, teeth. no thanks. No, no. No, I, I would just. Destroy that and let her fucking assimilate my sperm all over. You go her face. ahead and have fun with okay. that. Yeah, you go ahead and have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like my my whole question is like, is fucking logistics. Like, I don't think she had a vagina, dude. I don't think she had a no. Because no, it was all fucking suit. No, no, no. Remember, she was talking about fucking data and shit like that. Do you do you do you have you ever experienced sexual pleasure or something? Yeah, like that and he would talk about how he banged Tasha and like like seven eight yeah, years did before. You know, did you know what that was from? When he I mean, said, I, I assume that was a part of like a previous episode. Natasha yeah, Yar so. was a, it was, uh, she was killed off in the first season, which sucked because she was actually a really good character. She came back as other characters, not as her, but as a Romulan. She was a Romulan. Wasn't she a Romulan? Yeah. I believe. But um, she got killed off by some Tars Ooze thing. I, I don't even remember what it was. Another thing, you know, with all the races that they've assimilated, the millions of different sexual techniques that she could have to blow your fucking mind how could you not want to just drill her and become a 
fucking goddamn slave to that pussy. Dude, it's like the, it's like <laughs> oh, the, the, the Galactic Kama Sutra. Yeah, <laughs> y'all both have a good time with that. I'm, yeah. I'm not fucking no bore queen nah. shit. No, I'd, I'd rather fuck a real woman. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, she was a real yeah, one. Yeah, she it's was real. She became like 90% no, She was cyborg. fucking like 90% like fucking uh, uh, I know. I, think I know only- you probably have a pocket pussy, a fucking Fuck flashlight. You. Fuck You're you. telling me you're Fuck ra- you. You fuck a real woman. Shit. Fuck you. No, no, no. All right. So hypocrisy is something that's brought up like a, a multiple times throughout the, uh, the, the, the first conversations between Data and the, the Borg Queen. Um, and I wonder like if this isn't like an overarching con- overarching concept of this movie. Did you guys kind of pick up on that? Like, you know, like a hypocrisy yeah. Yeah, being like sort of like a recurring thing in this movie? Yes. Yeah. So like so later on, like uh, Picard like lures like the Borg um, onto the holodeck and somehow like he kills like these these uh, these, great these Borg. But I mean, like my, my question is like, is that he kills him with like with a holographic gun? Well, they're holographic bullets. If, if no, no, they, they can see, take off. Um, they can take the safety settings off yeah. the uh, holograms because uh, all it's doing is it's creating a basically like hard light matter. It's some. It's a technology. It, it is. It's it's the same way you can the sit. The same reason you can sit in a fucking chair in the holodeck that's created holographically is they can remove the safety settings the settings to that's allow why I, I heard a, I heard a stand up there was a if you ever seen sense. the uh, documentary Trekkies I don't know if you ever seen that it's actually really entertaining because it shows how. It's yeah. You need to watch. Well, I mean, they're talking about your people. No, well, not no. I'm not that far. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, don't you have like the ears? Like, you know, no, don't you go to like no, those, conver- those conventions? No, no, like, no. That is not me. I watch yeah. the movies. I enjoy the movies. I do not dress up like Kirk. Fuck that. Anyways, uh, there is a little comic stand-up relief. Is like you know when you have a hologram, what, what would you be doing if? Actually, that's a good question right there. What would you do? What would be your holographic fantasy? I'd fuck the board queen. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I guarantee the fucking <laughs> the, the the cleanup on the fucking holodecks is insane. <laughs> All right, you know how much sperm they fucking had to wash down the fucking drain. Oh, I'm sure those fucking holosuites. It's it, it. No, it's fucking crazy. Oh, I'm sure it also fucking records everything that they see too. Yeah. And I'm sure people will be going into the record. Uh, oh my god, what the fuck <laughs> was this ensign Dude. doing? Yeah, and they got some like some guy like noob noob cleaning it up. Whatever. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Oh man, booge all over the fucking place. Ah, oh, fuck! I slipped again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking jellyfish all over yep. the floor. But yeah, like so. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that was my that was my question. Like, is like is, and I'm I'm glad like mm-hmm. that you used to like you kind of mentioned like you know like why how they make sense because I was watching and I was like why like what kind of like Matrix Inception bullshit is this where like where you die like in the holodeck or whatever and you like you die in real life I just I didn't fucking understand that like but I guess that's why yeah um, but you know, like but. I, again, another like another great character moment by Picard because like because like you know he holds down the trigger and he files he fires more rounds and he has to like to kill these Borg and he's just like just screaming as he's doing it yep. and like it even goes to, like it's the, pure joy for him. It is. He was like he like it's joy know. and fucking revenge, terror, sadness, anger, everything. It's 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 yeah. it's all all the emotions. Well, Lily brought Lily him. brought it up to him where he was trying to get that little uh, whatever that little chip out of the uh, Borg, and she was just like, you know, aren't you gonna you know care for this character? He doesn't care. He just wants to kill the Borg. He yeah. has no yeah. you know, yeah, no feelings. Well, even he even says, you know, if if you see somebody you know that gets assembly, kill them. You are you're doing, doing them, them a, a favor. favor. Yep. Yeah, and he does that for that one crewman, you know that that, that he sees gets fucking Ensign you know, Lynch. And, yeah, and he's just like, yep. fuck you. Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, that's, that's a great point because, like, because, you know, like, he, he kills, like, this, uh, this, this Borg and Lily notices that, like, that it's, a, it's, like, one of his own people and he's just like, yeah, it's, it was Ensign Lynch or whatever. She's like, you know, like, you know, tough break. As if she was expecting him to have some sort of like you know response to it. Says, I got to get to the bridge, and he's just like, yep. you know, he's just like, he's like, I have to get to the bridge. Like, there's like no emotion there. No, nope. and it's like it's kind of funny, like where they talk about hypocrisy because here he is trying to like trying to trying to destroy this this Borg, which has no emotion whatsoever. They are purely like they are they are uh, their prime directive. They're they are like they're operating to, like to complete their mission, and like and he kind of becomes the exact same way in his own mission to destroy them. He is all about like about destroying the Borg yep. and has no compassion whatsoever nope. about the people that like that he, he becomes what he hates. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And like, and like that is, that is some, that is some fine fucking writing. Right well, there. I mean, yeah. that's the whole, like I said, that's the whole captain, the captain Ahab thing and the uh, ending when Lily brings it up about, and then she brings up like he starts seeing, um, quoting lines from the book and then she automatically says, I've never read it. But everybody knows about it, and yep. that's what it kind of he represents is Captain Ahab, the whole revenge against these Borg of what they've done to him. Yeah, and it's a wonderful motivation for his character. Yeah, it, it really is. Patrick Stewart does an amazing fucking job. Yeah, back to that whole fucking speech that yeah. he does about you yeah. know I will. What, what's the what the last word he says? Like the line will be drawn here, no lot, further. Yes, yeah. oh, God, I, I mean this fucking goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, dude. A, yeah, I mean, like, it, like it, it set up, the, it set up the stage for like for some of the like the greatest fucking character moments in the entire series. I mean, like, I'm, I don't really know a whole lot about the series, whatever. Like, but dude, it's hard to top that. No, no, like I said, that's why I believe, uh, and I'm gonna have to bring this up. No, first contact. <laughs> well, you don't oh, agree? No, I, like I'm just even thinking, like you know, when when Carl was being interrogated. No, that and was so a good one. Is that you know him? Him. Well, I brought that up. That that was one yeah, of his I know, best that, acting. That, exactly. It's just like God. It, Patrick Stewart did a phenomenal job with this fucking character. He's good, whatever he does. I mean, just, just when you think about him, this is even Star Trek. When you think of Logan as Xavier, as an older professor, like in his, he, he does a great job. But to, to me, he he will always be Picard. He will always be Jean Luc. No matter what he does. So what would you say his secondary character, his best character, Xavier? Actually, no. The one that he did where he was Conspiracy the... Uh, no. The, it was somebody that was something completely different um, where he did uh, a, a TV show host. I know what you're talking about. Was it that comedy show that was on yes. Showtime? It was just such... A, a completely different. Oh, um, I remember him saying that that was mainly him. That was that was his like yes passion to do. That didn't even last that long too. No, but it was it was it was wonderful to watch. Yeah, just because how insane and what he, he played the drunk guy all the fucking time, douche. It was just it was wonderful to watch the CIA boss on American Dad. All right, it's it's amazing to see Patrick Stewart yeah. just voicing and having so much. Fun. But you don't remember him conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson? I do, but well, it was good in that too. Yeah, but no, it's it's I not. Think that was his first like villainous role that he he's played ever done. poop in the Emoji Movie. This is fucking Patrick Goddamn Stewart. He played poop. I didn't even bother with that. It, I don't care. I, it was I, a bad movie, I, but he played. Poop. I didn't even bother with that. <laughs> he played the. Shit I, I don't emoji. even do now. I don't even do the animated movies that come out. Shit, everything shit that comes. Blunt out Talk. Movie. Blunt Talk was the name of the. Uh, I remember. Yeah, the, the the show that I was talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's probably his second, just because it's such a drastically different character. And just to see him have, you can tell he is loving his job, yeah. uh, you know, playing that character. And it comes through. And I, I, I do think overall, everybody from that show will always be that character. 
You talking about Star Trek? Yeah. <sighs> I because I don't ever Brent I don't, Spiner will always be Data. Yeah, Brent Jonathan Spiner, Frakes yeah, will see, I, always be right. Of the roles that they had, Brent Spiner was in Independence Day. He was in. He had a small role in fucking the Aviator. Martin Scorsese's mm-hmm. the Aviator. I remember him. That I don't remember any of the yeah. other. I, I remember <clears throat> Troy being. They in that embodied class their movie. characters so well. Yeah. That nobody could ever see them as anything else. Well, see, that's what I feel like. You remember it, Spock. it's bad, but it's okay. good. You remember Spock, yeah. where Spock, uh, Leonard everybody Irvine. thought of him as Spock, and yeah. he actually tried to get away from that character because he didn't want to just be known as Spock. And how did that work out for him? It didn't work out exactly. great for him at all. And then he went back to Spock, and then he realized that that because I think he has a motherfucking book where he says, Shatner. Yeah, he, he, no, no, Spock, always be Kirk. Leonard Nimoy has two books where he has one book says I am not Spock, and then there is a book where he says I am Spock. Yes. Because he realized that that is his, yes. his, yeah. So I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, like you know, sometimes like you have to, you have to embrace like who you are. You have to embrace like you know your mm-hmm. character. You have yeah. to embrace like you know like what you like what defines you. And like and unfortunately, like sometimes I like, can sort of like you know sort of pigeonhole you, or or typecast you into like into a corner. But you know, if if, if that's what you're loved for doing, then like then that's maybe what you what you need to do. And I think Ricard realized, uh, John, um, um, Patrick Stewart, Stewart realized that because uh, he left Star Trek yes. and Nemesis was his last and it was going to be his last thing as Star Trek and then all of a sudden about 10, 15 years later he comes back as for the series Picard, Picard, which is doing really well, which you haven't seen yet? No, I refuse to watch that show. Why? Uh, because like because everything I've heard about it like by established trekkies like yourselves um it, the the show is a fucking travesty no like, it's it, not it's, i disagree it's, it's called tra- it's called picard but like but apparently that show has nothing to do with like with with john lee picard at all like it's like bullshit it, that like, is complete bullshit it, 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 it is not I it's not star trek it's not star trek because i haven't watched it yet well, I mean, so i have to it watch is it. not star trek so i mean isn't that kind of like an uh sort of like an oxymoron in no it's not it's a different exploration it's set in the same universe it has some of the same characters, but they no longer are. Riker even comes back. We know that held to the standards of Starfleet. They're no longer held to the Federation ideals uh, anymore. They are. Picard, John Luke has left fucking Starfleet, left the Federation because he disagreed so vehemently with a decision that they had made that he felt was wrong. He's like. Fuck you. You guys are turning your back on, on your ideals. I turn my back on you and him going through that. And still you're seeing the scars of everything that he went through, including the Borg, uh, carry with him. So it continuing on that, that character in a natural evolution of, uh, as a timeline had gone through and seeing that of somebody who had, who had ri- risen to the highest of highs, and then felt like you got betrayed okay, and then I, seeing what he does at that point. So here, here's my question then, because like, cause you and I have had, had some conversations about, about star Wars, mm-hmm. which is much more like, you know, like my lane. Yes. Your like your swim lane is like, is more of like more star Trek. Mm-hmm. Every single time we've talked about star Wars, you've hated the movies where, or like the shows where like, where it wasn't star Wars. And here you are telling me that Picard is not Star Trek, but it's a good show, whatever. Like, but you like it, yes, because uh, it it is following the natural evolution of that character, um, and it and it makes sense in the established frame that they've built it for that character. They're not just retreading that character for the sake of retreading that character and building on stuff. No, they are talking more about this person's emotional journey. 
and everything that they've gone through and they're not discarding everything that came before just for the sake of money they are telling a good story to do it and yes it is no longer the ideals of star trek especially the gene roddenberry ideals of star trek which is that you know idealized everybody lives in peace and stuff like that star trek utopian yeah star trek uh, and in the in the picard universe what happened was for some reason all the androids that they had uh, so like that fucking went crazy started fucking killing people and shit like that so this was all matrix style shit uh, not really they had to, <laughs> or, so or data was the one that they the, the only android they recognized as a, a a unique citizen but they had lots of androids you know working for them doing stuff that's too dangerous for you know organic people um whether it's humans or whatever race it may be uh, they had an incident where they all went fucking crazy and killed a bunch of motherfuckers. And so they stopped all fucking uh, goddamn um, people, all, all androids, all together. They dismantled Data because they weren't sure if they, if he could be fucking trusted, even though they had already, in a previous episode, granted him right as as sentient You're talking life. about dismantling yeah, the, 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 the... They dismantled, uh, well, B4, but, but by then B4, um, well, Data had transferred his memories to B4. Yeah. Um, they dismantled Data. Um, they had turned their backs on the uh, the Romulans um, who, uh, when uh, when the planet exploded and sh- like Romulus exploded and shit like that, the Federation turned their back on the Romulans of helping them. Uh, because they were worried about the exposure because they no longer had everything to help them, you know, do these stuff like that. So they were weakened as a Federation group. They felt they couldn't help the Romulans without exposing themselves to more danger, even though Picard as an admiral and as an emissary to Romulus, when all that shit went down, he gave his word that they would, he would, they would provide help and assistance. Starfleet overruled him, said, nope, we're not fucking doing it. We got to take care of our people, take care of our own which I can understand, but it's a, it does go against the ideals of Starfleet, the ideals of the Federation. And it, it, it made John Luke into a liar. And so he said, fuck you guys. I'm out. All right. I'm going to have to, like I said, I'm going to have to watch the series because I, I, I have no idea that, yeah. everything that you're telling me. I need to watch the yeah. series. And, and the entire time you find out also the Vulcans and um, the Starfleet, they had captured a Borg cube and were studying it and were converting Borg drones back into their 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 individualized cells. Well, they already did yeah, that with seven or nine. I mean, seven yeah. or nine and the cutest were basically the only ones I thought about. Were. Q. Q, yeah, that's another yeah. one. Um, that's so, another, that's so actually it, another it, it was an ongoing process of reconverting them back to, um, you know, their individuality and also still not trusting them. Not not believing in them and still kind of keeping them separated the way we would keep the Japanese in internment camps during World War II. We, we, you know, instead of it goes against the ideals of what the, what they supposedly stood for, and it was a slap in the face to what Picard felt the Federation should be and the emotional turmoil. And at the same time, he's getting shit in, in his brain that make him question other stuff. And you find out stuff about data and everything. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. So like, so I, I like I, I'd be willing to check out about a check out Picard, but like, but I don't think I would have the same appreciation that you that you have 
without actually understanding like the full history of next generation and, and Voyager. So like, so I, I appreciate your point of view. Um, but like, but from like, from what I've heard from like from other people who have the same appreciation for Star Trek in general, um, apparently that shows just like just the travesty. So like, so I, I don't know if I, honestly. it's because they are expecting a Star Trek show instead of expecting a different character study. Yeah. If, if you're removing yourself from it, cause that's why it's not called Star Trek Picard. It's just Picard. Yeah. It, it doesn't have the Star Trek name on it at all. It's just Picard because they they recognize it is not a Star Trek show. It is not trying to teach you know the same moral values and stuff like that. It is saying this is what happens when real fucking world happens. Yeah, and how people react. Yeah, I, remember, I'm interested in watching it. So yeah, remember all that like that utop that utopian stuff you used to love about Star Trek? Fuck all that. <laughs> like no, it, it, everything hit the fucking fan, and this is what happens if everything hits the fucking fan, and a person who still believes in the utopian. But that's feels that's what brings entertainment though, because it, it, nobody's going to want to see the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So they want to see something different. So that's why I thought it would it would done really well, and I'm excited for a second season, which ain't coming out till 2022 sometime. Really? Well, yeah, yeah. I noticed that they've done that with a lot with TV shows now, where they're it's not like well, year COVID after fucked year. everything up. First yeah. of all, oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. The yeah, whole... nobody's worked for like a year. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no. So, um, like I said, at the very beginning of the episode. Um, you guys sort of like uh, urged me to watch uh, the best of both worlds um, to kind of get like a better perspective of this episode because like of course like that 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 two parter sort of like leads right into first contact and and like again man like thank you guys for like for telling me to do that because the that that gave me like a much better perspective of like of the show like an albeit there was like a much lower production value of like yes. of, of like two parter if you just kind of like watch the story and then like, and then how it kind of goes into first contact, like you have a much better appreciation for like, for what John Luke went through and like, and who Riker is as a person. Yeah. And, um, and not only that, like, you know, when, when at the very end of that two parter, like the episode ends with, with data using like a Neuralink with Picard, uh, to use like a, to use like the boards, Borg's collective consciousness against them. Mm hmm. And he tells them to like to sleep. He kind of like you know like sort of implants like this message into Picard, effectively into the like, into the Borg, um, to like to tell them to sleep to go into like this like regenerative mode. And Picard, through like through sheer will, uh, separates himself from the collective and causes like a chain reaction, like destroys like the Borg ship. Picard resumes command of the Enterprise like thereafter, like as if like. <sighs> you can tell like he's like he's visibly shaken by the whole thing but like but he kind of like resumes command of like of of the enterprise they take the they take the enterprise back to back to uh back to earth to like to uh for repairs and like you can tell like that he's still like visibly shaken and like in the like the episode more or less just kind of ends there and i was kind of like well that can't be the end like that can't be the end of it all because like because here's a guy who just went through like a a horrible horrible fucking trauma and like, and hasn't really dealt with it at all. Like, so how does this kind of end? Because like, cause it would be kind of shitty if the very next episode was like, was everything's kind of hunky dory. Everything's like right back to the way it was because that's not how like it really happens in real life. So I kept watching and I watched like the, uh, the family episode that happens like afterwards. And like, and this episode has to be one of the best episodes in the series. Like with my minor, like, you know, knowledge of like, of like of the whole series, whatever, I was thoroughly fucking impressed. So like, so so since the Enterprise is projected to take like weeks to repair, Picard like takes his leave to visit uh, to visit his family home mm -hmm. because like because he has all this time whatever he's like he's gonna take a vacation and which makes sense because of everything that he has went through. 
but like but he chooses like to take his vacation like with his like abusive like asshole brother in france yep and like and like and then to me like that just they just didn't make any any sense so uh robert is john luke's uh brother he's the complete opposite and Jean-Luc's sort of like, you know, he like he looks to the future where his brother kind of like looks to the past and looks to tradition. And he and his brother constantly bicker over differences of like of opinion, like, you know, like small shit. And you kind of get the impression that these arguments have been going on since they were children. And it's most likely why Jean-Luc hasn't been home in like in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, an old friend of like uh, of Jean-Luc shows up, uh, Louis, and he like he offers him a job with like this terraforming company terraform company called atlantis and like what they're trying to do basically is trying to um create like another continent on earth they're trying to like raise up like the continental shelf or whatever like they're trying to raise up like this like these um these tectonic plates or whatever to create like another another continent and jean-luc has like with his background he kind of has like some points points of view and uh he offers him a job because of like everything that he's gone through he actually considers it like this, yep. this this gentleman who is been of service to like to the to Starfleet for for years or the Federation. What's what's like the proper way to refer to them as Starfleet? Okay, Starfleet is almost the the military branch, even though they're not forceful uh, of the Federation. The Federation is the collection of planets. Starfleet is the mil- their military branch. Um, you know, the ones that actually are in charge of all the ships and everything like that. Yeah. So like so, in spite of all that. Picard actually like he actually considers it, which mm-hmm. is kind of a crazy move in his part because like he's dedicated so much of his life to to Starfleet. So like so for him to to consider like a job that has nothing to do with space or nothing to do with like with with Starfleet at all, whatever is like is kind of crazy. And like but like when you sort of think about everything that he's gone through, it makes sense. Yes, you know, like here's this like this guy who is like who was taken by the Borg and assimilated, and like and and was made to destroy. Like his entire armada, or made to destroy like a uh, like an armada, like and destroy like an entire fleet of like of, of ships, um, to include like an admiral or something like that. And he had nothing to nothing to do to like or or wasn't able to stop it. Like it, it kind of makes sense. It, it's 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 really really fucking crazy. Like that he that he accepts like the the offer to like to potentially take this job. Like he even like schedules like a meeting to like to with his company to to like to kind of talk about it. Later on, Picard's having like an introspective moment, and like, and he's like, you know, in his brother's house, and he's he's drinking alone, which I totally fucking understood, and like, and, and like his brother starts prodding him as like as he as he usually does, an argument about like about uh, uh, childhood jealousy and bullying uh, quickly evolves into a fist fight of the brothers, mm-hmm. and before you know, like they're like they're outside, like you know, like you know, like rolling around, punching, beating the shit out of each other, and. They like they suddenly start like start laughing like here they are like you know like beaten and, and like covered in mud and everything like that and they start laughing. It's a and good episode. It was. It was. Picard like tearfully sort of explains his, his experience and being instrumental in the death and destruction of an entire armada of Starfleet ships, uh, a Star Starfleet ships being unable to stop it. And um, and I wonder why the fuck like you know why he would want to visit his asshole brother for a vacation like and then like in in that moment it kind of made sense that like that after everything that had happened like you know like he took off his uniform immediately and like and he went away to like to the one place where he knew that like that if he didn't want to talk about starfleet or talk about like his his life for the past 20 years aboard the enterprise like if he didn't want to like you know, like he wouldn't have to explain it overall like you know like this episode has a lot of a lot of heart it has a lot of character moments not just with picard and his brother but like, but Worf and his parents, where yep. you, you learn a lot about his, his adopted up- parents. Yeah, where you learn a lot about like about his upbringing. 
um, as well as with the crushers. Um, Wesley is given a recording, a recording from his uh, deceased father where his father says like all the things that we can only hope to hear from our own fathers yep. where he talks about like where, you know, like when, when he looks at his face, he sees like all the people that he's loved. And even though he's going to make mistakes as a father, like, you know, that he still loves him, yep. you know, and he's still proud. I mean, that's him. why the whole episode is labeled family. I and mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. the whole episode is about the families of everybody on the enterprise. Yeah. Uh, Picard, Crusher, and yeah. Worf. So you, you keep saying Robert, you know, his asshole brother, Robert. I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to think that Robert sensed what Jean-Luc was going through and what Jean-Luc needed. And Robert gave him what he needed. He needed to not be focusing on everything that happened and to learn to deal with what's going on. And so he prodded him. He, 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 he hit him in different ways to make him and, you know, start to deal with life itself instead of just staying in his own fucking shell. Yeah. No, he, he definitely did. Um, you know, and like in the whole, like the whole episode culminates like in a deeper understanding of like, of like of some of these, like these favorite characters that like that we, we all like we all love um and and what it means that like to come to terms with experiencing something terrible and finding the strength to move on and like and to appreciate those in our lives um whether they're a jealous brother or the parents that you didn't really choose or the father you never really got a chance to know they're all an integral part of who you are as a person and they may surprise you um they may surprise you like when you're when you're in your time of need like they may become helpful and like and yeah. helping you move on and like and 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 uh when you're in your time of need like you know like they may be there even though you didn't think that they'd be there to begin with yeah and nothing that makes you appreciate the way robert treats john luke is in a different episode you see that john luke he used to be a brash arrogant fucking asshole um they uh he got into a fight um and got stabbed in the fucking heart by a by a Nausicaan, an alien race, uh, good because of his brashness, because of him being this cocky fucking asshole and thinking he can do fucking you know everything and he's invincible yeah. and shit like that when he was younger and he learned from that to temper himself and be more you know thoughtful and more uh, uh you know analytic of what's going on, not just jump right into the fucking fire. So, but if you think about how Jean-Luc was before being stabbed in the heart. That's how he was when he grew, uh, you know, as he was growing up, uh, you know, when he went to Starfleet and everything like that, he was an arrogant fucking asshole. Well, he was arrogant. That he thought the, he would do everything. In the first, first, second or first to second season, he was arrogant. I ain't gonna say he wasn't necessarily arrogant, he, he was but a lot he more was, strict. he was, by he was the more book. disciplined. Yes. But by the book, almost type of, yes, thing. he was, more but then he was, he developed over the seasons and, turned into more of like a family character with all the other yeah. characters in the uh, on the ship. And so if Jean-Luc was when he was younger this brash arrogant that fucking asshole, Robert is of course going to keep treating him, you know, as he was when, while they were growing up, this brash arrogant fucking asshole and that's how brothers act. Right. And yeah. and he didn't have the time to recognize that Jean-Luc had mellowed severely from the person he was when he left the uh chateau to join starfleet he's a totally different individual than when he came back yeah which which definitely kind of caught me off guard because like as when he we when like he's walking back to his home and like and his nephew you know Mm -hmm. like finds him and he's like he's like oh you know like what does 
what does arrogant son of a bitch mean? (laughs) And it's just like, I never really ever got that impression of Picard at all. Like that. He was an arrogant son of a bitch, but like, but you know, like, um, hearing now that he, he, he basically got into what was like a bar fight or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Got into it, a was bar like, fight. it was, he, he tried to cheat some people at cards cause he felt that he got cheated and they caught him and they fucking literally stabbed him in the fucking heart. Yeah. yeah wasn't it like an episode where he, was it a Q episode? Yeah. Cause Q, um, showed him what his life would have been if he had never been, you it, know, it was if like, he had never it gotten was, stabbed it was, in the it heart. A, it was a wonderful life type of thing. Yeah. With Q, basically. And he realized that, if Picard never, if he was more mellow back then, he would have just been a no-name officer. He would have never um, taken certain risks, certain see, chances. See, that's the thing. That's the thing about yeah. Q. I think Q has taught him a lot. Oh yeah, they they, his, they learned from each other. All of the all the episodes that had Q, you mm-hmm. feel like Picard has learned something mm-hmm. from him, and it's kind of like made his character and taught him ways of how he's become a better captain. Yep. So in a way, you know, Q. You, everybody thinks Q is a villain, but really he's an anti-villain yeah. because really he's. I think he's ha- helping Picard. He's actually helping him become a stronger person. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Q is his super. You would like his character. He's actually a very powerful fun. being. His episodes are very fun. They're, they're they're they can be comedic, but they're also serious. But they're also very they're well made and well written episodes. Yeah. I mean, he, he gets introduced in literally the very first episode of Star Trek: Next Generation, okay. and he just a, re, a an on again, in, re, off again, recurring. He's character. in the very first episode and the very last episode because he's in the two parter episode for the finale. Mm-hmm. All right, sweet. <laughs> I, I, like I don't know. Um, yeah, no. Like it's um, like after after all this, like I, I definitely have a greater appreciation for for the show and and especially for like for next generation. So like, so I'm definitely going to be checking out some of these episodes. We just made a trekking, and uh, I, know, I, wouldn't go that, I wouldn't go that far. You can be a fan of Star Wars and a fan of Star Trek. No, you no, can be a fan of both. They're not exclusive. Yeah, no, that, that's that's fair. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely have a greater appreci- appreciation for, uh, for the show. And, uh, the only thing that I hope is like, is that they don't try to, uh, remake it like they did with, um, with, uh, the Star Trek, the, the OG Star Trek. So, um, maybe some things are just kind of left alone. I don't think they're going to remake. I don't think they're going to remake the TNG. I mean, they did the whole Kirk thing because that was the original series, but I don't think they're ever going to re- remake another. If they make another Picard, I wouldn't watch it. I, I, I couldn't because like you said, John, uh, Patrick Stewart is Picard. Nobody else can be his character. No, they do a good job. The TV side of it does a great job of honoring what came before, but yeah. telling individualized stories of what comes after. Right. They they don't say, well, no, let's try to do this better. No, they're like, no, this sit on its own two feet. Let's honor it and continue on. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. We are so excited for the upcoming episodes headed your way and bonus episodes of The Small Batch, Sammy Selects, and now the new Tasting Room. If you like our show, please spread the word, give us a like, or leave us some kind of review on any of the social media pages. Give us a follow on Instagram, Barrel Flicks, or Facebook, Barrel Age Flicks. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Audible, Pocket Cast, Spotify, CastBox, YouTube, and now Pandora. Please shoot us an email at BarrelAgeFlicks at Gmail with comments and movie suggestions for future shows or any other things you'd like to let us know. 
Credit to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio on YouTube. Man, your music is awesome. We thank you so much for that. It's great. You guys go ahead and check him out. I just want to say thank you so much. We hope to see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. See you then.